On this episode of TasteCast, we will be discussing new game releases for September, talking about what games we've been playing. We're going to watch Far Cry 6 official overview trailer. Games come out soon, so we got to know what to expect. Then we got Marvel's Midnight Suns official extended gameplay walkthrough trailer. They talk about what to expect in that game as well. And then I also have pulled Marvel's Midnight Suns, the Hunter and Wolverine vs. Sabretooth gameplay full presentation. This is a 20-minute video. I don't know if we're going to watch the whole thing, but if it's interesting enough, we will. But we're going to be watching some gameplay there. And then, of course, we'll be reading your comments. But before we get into all of that, I want to let you guys know that October is our community pick game of the month. That means you guys get to pick the game in October that we will be playing. This is how you do it. This month, September, you can vote once per video. Any video that comes out in September that includes episodes, stream episodes, anything. Go into the comments, type in G-O-T-M, and your vote. Whatever game you pick will be tallied once per video, and at the end of the month, I will find out what the top three most voted for games are. I'll throw them in a hat, and then I will roll a random number generator and find out what the winner and two runner-ups are two runner-ups will make it into our game of the month list for future episodes you'll still come up at some point but the one that wins will be our game of the month for october so you have to vote to win you can vote once you can vote on every single episode and also keep an eye out for double and triple point signifiers that might happen in the episodes to get an edge on your competition and yeah, I'm excited to find out what game you guys pick for us to play in October. And you have all month to vote until the end of the month where I will cut you guys off and we will find out on this month's episode of Game of the Month. So I can't wait to find out what game you guys pick for October. You can vote throughout the month or wait till the end of the month right near the cutoff and vote all at once. Do it however you want. Pay attention to the episodes to find those double and triple points and we will find out on game of the month quick 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 reminders to download and play hitman 2 overcooked all you can eat and predator hunting grounds all offer for free on playstation plus make sure to download those play those come back at the end of this month for plus club to let us know what you thought of those games and we will let you know what we thought of them and our game of the month randomly picked is valheim which is a third person um viking survival building adventuring game i'm sure you've heard of it it was very popular when it came out and there is an update coming out this month which is so perfect for this, we're going to play it. We're going to talk about it the end of the month for Game of the Month, and that's when we will reveal your pick for Game of the Month in October. So come back for that. And then, yeah, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel. Further than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing if you're brand new, let's get in to TasteCast. What's going on, guys? And welcome to episode 148 of the Taste Cast, or weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me, of course, today is to my left, your right, Chevy, my brother. How you doing? You excited to talk about uh, the things we're talking about today? I'm always excited. Can't you tell? I'm very excited. Glenn, I'm all right. just, it's, you're just glowing with excitement all the time. I'm a very excitable guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing all right. I had some weird sleep the last couple of days, so my energy's been a little weird but uh feel pretty good right now it's good chris welcome back in the box your rightful home your kingdom i borrowed that box pretty recently just so you know oh. chevy was in the box yeah <laughs> i forgot about that already um how you doing and uh are you excited to give us your impressions of cyberpunk 
I'm always excited to give my impressions on things. Having my voice heard always makes me feel great. But uh, validate me. I'm fucking tired. Yeah. I uh, I got. I've been having weird sleep as well lately. I've been having weird dreams. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts with drag queens in them, and if you know this person, you'll know. Lady Bunny has been appearing in my dreams lately, which is terrifying. But it is what it is. I don't know who that is. I will have to look that up. But I'm sure somebody out there watching will understand the reference. <laughs> um, yeah, well, weird sleep. That's an interesting one. Typically, we're always like, I'm tired. But this time around, everybody's sleeping weird. So, I mean, I was, it was a little extra warm last night for me. But I slept like a motherfucker, dude. I couldn't wake up this morning. Um, but, yeah, enough about sleep. We recently talked about Cyberpunk 2077, um, which was a great conversation. And uh, a lot of people had things to say about it. And I appreciated that. A lot of nuance. But you weren't there for that for uh, life reasons. And um, yeah, uh, I would like to know your impressions of the game because I know you did play it. And uh, give it a grade if you want to. All right. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forego any kind of like visual bugs that kind of have been like prevailing. Like people tend to prattle on about I, I experienced very little of them they happen end of that discussion Anything, well um, one one thing real quick anything game breaking worth mentioning only one that i came across that i could consistently reproduce and it was using the mono wire weapons which are this kind of like whip style weapons you get as an uh, attachment and uh, trying to parry with them would crash the game every time and very consistent every single time i would parry it would it would crash the game um, so that's the only thing I ran into that was game breaking, which is interesting because you played on PC, you got a high end rig. Um, I got a pretty good rig myself and I also used that weapon that didn't happen to me. So this is just a good example of the problem of the game in which everybody has their own, own issues. Yeah. So, yeah, but I will say it didn't sour my experience in the game at all. Um, I, I went to this game blind. I didn't really know my, what to expect. Uh, I didn't have an experience with Cyberpunk as like the tabletop game uh, or any kind of understanding of what that was going to be like outside of what kind of like little we talked about it here and there. Uh, but I will say I am very, first of all, grateful for the character creation in that you can make your character have male or female voice regardless of physical body or genitalia, um, which are also interchangeable to however you feel comfortable playing the game which i think is fantastic and wonderful and any kind of games these days should have that kind of feature if they're having character creation where you build your own character i don't see why it's not and even though when you're playing the game your genitals don't really make any visual appearances as you're playing the game it's still nice to have the option to play your character and build them how you feel comfortable representing you in a video game full immersion very nice yeah full immersion and representation matters so it's nice to see that included um that being said the gameplay is is very much reminded me of kind of like a uh a gta style gameplay you kind of run around and do these missions you know you can shoot people you can do melee whatever you want to build your character to but there is a kind of like rpg-esque style of build your character how you want to which i absolutely love i absolutely love the free range to play how i want to play uh that being said the story is so compelling in that there are moments that i actually started crying while playing the game uh during the ofrenda was very like just very moving for me um and it was very like just it's, it's strong emotions were brought up for me during that and i 
I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, and then that's, that's cool you know, to hear. Yeah, and there's a scene later on where you you visit a doll, uh, and I won't go into too much detail for spoilers, but it was almost this moment of kind of like weird feeling of being heard and seen from an AI talking to a real person. It was like this crazy like moment of feeling really connected to the game itself. And it was just so like, just <laughs> it's hard to put into words just how it made me feel exactly, but it was just was a fantastic moment in this game that is going to stick with me forever. Hmm. Um, and I just, it's such a blast to play despite the little visual bugs you get here and there or the, the game crashing, which I adjusted my playstyle for. I wasn't really too deep into mono wire, so it didn't make a big deal anyways. Um, but I keep playing it constantly. I even play it, you know, whenever, even though the month is over, I still play it. Yeah. I, I want to make new characters and play different builds. I love it. It's such a good game. You just have to look past the little visual bugs that happen here and there. Um, and the story is just so raw that's 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 the best way i can put it it is very raw and realistic to a point of like yeah it's sci-fi but it's putting the story of you trying to be a gangster and the realization the reality of the fact that not everybody makes it mm -hmm. in that and how brutal that world can be and, it's, and it's, it is very unforgiving yeah, in a, telling that story bleak, to you bleak game in every regard story atmosphere yeah. everything about it i think it's kind of the beauty of the cyberpunk genre yeah and they super bleak. and they capture it in that game i mean say what you will about anything about that game the people who made it definitely like cyberpunk and definitely were trying to make that uh the closest thing to that that's been made in a video game um, it, it's just so amazing um and for that i'm going to give the game uh, an a minus and i only give it the minus because the game has a bug that crashed and because there are a few visual bugs here and there a couple audio bugs that happen outside of that though the game is amazing absolutely wonderful that's crazy <laughs> i was not expecting to hear that from you that's that's pretty cool it's also a first person like shooter pretty much that's yeah but it's it's also it's but it's also a hard rpg yeah for sure like you know aiming at the person and hitting them is is the only part of it being an fps there is there's all other factors going into yeah, stats I mean, and even, shit. even when we talked about it I equated it to mass effect a couple times not the third one but one and two for sure so yeah no, that's that's really cool to hear. I was not expecting you to go so high. I I also gave it an A minus, and I pretty much gave the exact same reason. I would go higher, but um, there are obviously issues with the game that I would like to see them uh, fix. But underneath that, there's a fantastic game there. I think Chevy grade mm -hmm. the lowest. Yeah, I think I gave it a B plus. B plus, yeah. I mean, like it wasn't a low grade. So. Though, if you want to hear a full conversation, make sure to go check out that whole episode. It's almost like two hours long. It's a full-on conversation, so check that out. Even though I'm revealing grades here, but there's a lot to be said about the game. Um, yeah, I was curious about what you're going to say about it because uh, as me and Chevy were fucking going crazy and hyping this game up like everybody else, um, you had like a slight interest in it, but you weren't like, "Holy fuck, I can't wait to play that!" and like. So, and then you didn't rush out to buy it. And as the drama was happening, you weren't really partaking in that. Um, nope. So it's cool that you got to play in its current state right now, which is the best state it's been in so far. And you got to go in blind, which oddly enough, as a person who played the game on release, 
nothing got spoiled for me in this game because the conversation was about something else. And by the time I got to play it, it was all genuine surprises for me. Yeah. Which was fucking wild. Like, it's the only game I've ever played where, like, I got to just not play it and not hear shit about it because I was just complaining about, you know, the problems. But, um, we're just regurgitating what someone else said. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm glad you got to go in blind and, and kind of find out what kind of game this was. And, um, apparently worked well for you because you seem, you said way more positive things than I thought you were going to say. Um, so that's really cool. And you gave the exact same grade as me. So, I mean, for the exact same reason. So we we're pretty much on the same page there. Anything else you want to say on Cyberpunk? I, I think everybody who is mature enough to play this, this game should 100% give it a chance and just look past little visual bugs. Just enjoy it for the compelling story that it has. You're asking a lot of people. That's that's a recommendation me and Sarah both gave. We're like, you should just, if you were like in good faith, curious about this game, not bad faith, trying to find something to, to pick it apart about, Yeah, check it out. That's my, that's, that was my loose uh, recommendation was everybody who is is curious about this game check it out for sure um and yeah and then uh also one thing i touched on with cyberpunk in the that episode is um they had put the multiplayer uh on hiatus but they are re-upping it again and working on it you have interest in playing this game multiplayer i 100 percent want to play it with everybody else i want to i want to see how that works so if, if it's going to be like gta we're just going to run and do some you know missions together or what what have you i'm i'm 100 want to play with other people yeah yeah, I think uh, I think even the moment the game got advertised, I think most people, specifically people who were familiar with the, the property itself, were like, "So I get to run with my my friends, right?" <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a a, a much wanted feature. But I I do appreciate them putting the work in to get that single player tightened up. Getting everything working correctly, finding out all the bugs, and then hopefully, if they had already started development on that multiplayer, maybe scrapping some of the stuff that wasn't working from the same build and starting from the ground up with all the stuff that they've improved upon. You know, sure. I can wait on it as long as they execute it well. They they they'll get a second chance from me, but a lot of people they're not going to get it. So um, unless they prove themselves over and over and over again, eventually people will come back to them. Anyone who's like that upset about you know the situation, but. Yeah. The multiplayer definitely, definitely curious, and I'm glad to hear that they are um, putting the work in on it again. Yeah. Um, anything else? No. 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 Very cool. Very cool to hear. Um, and of course, let us know in the comments if you didn't get to uh, talk about it in the last episode. What's your thoughts on Cyberpunk? Although, check out that episode if you did not. Um, yeah. So. It is the first taste cast of September. That means we got to jump into game releases. Uh, we're going to read a list via uh, this is Tech Radar of games coming out in September 2021, and we will talk about our hype for these games or not hype for these games. Uh, anything you guys want to say before we jump into this? Nah, big nah, big nah from the crowd. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to practice something. I found out. If you didn't, if you didn't catch me saying this in a prior episode, I found out you can call Xbox Series X and S Xbox Series because they're both Xbox Series, right? So I'm gonna try not to say X and S. I'm just gonna try and call, say Xbox Series. If I say that, you know what I'm saying. Okay, 
I'm so, I've, I'm so excited about this. Because every, every time I'm like, I want to keep saying X and S, X and S, X and S. All right, so going through the list, we got the Artful Escape on September 9th, coming out on Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Then we got Life is Strange True Colors, which is getting crazy high reviews, coming out September 10th on Xbox Series, PS5, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Stadium, and Switch. So it's coming out on everything. Then we got Tales of Rise, same day, September 10th, coming out on PS5, Xbox Series, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Then we got NBA 2K22, uh, which we'll be getting on PlayStation Plus at some point, I'm sure. September 10th, PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Then we got a WarioWare coming out. WarioWare, get it together. September 10th as well, which seems to be just the the day this fucking month. Uh, Coming out on Nintendo Switch, of course. That's September 10th. Deathloop comes out September 14th, finally, on PS5 and PC. Then we got Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom Princes Edition, September 17th. That's quite the jump on Switch. And then we got Origami 2 coming out September 17th on PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Then we got Kenna or Kina, I forgot how you say that. Bridge of Spirits actually coming out uh, September 21st on PS5, PC, and PS4. Then we got Sable, September 23rd, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC. Diablo 2 Resurrected, September 23rd, PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series, Xbox Series. Uh, Lost Judgment comes out already. Uh, September 24th on PS5, Xbox Series, and then we got... Dragon Ball Z Kakarot coming out on Switch on September 24th as well. And then also on September 24th for PS5, we got Death Stranding Director's Cut. Uh, Spoiler, I'm buying that for sure. Uh, Then we got Ghost Runner September 28th on PS5, Xbox Series. Chernobylite coming out on the 28th as well. PS4, Xbox One. Lemnus Gate coming out also on September 28th. PS5, PC, Xbox Series, and Xbox One. In Sound Mind comes out September 28th as well, PC, PS5, Xbox Series, and Switch, and then New World. Is it actually coming out? Yes. September 28th on PC, finally. Uh, Hopefully it's in good shape. Then we got Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye coming out September 28th. September 28th's got some fucking shit coming out. Uh, PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Hot Wheels Unleashed comes out September 30th on PS5, Xbox Series, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And then we got Darksiders 3 coming out on September 30th on Switch. And then last but not least, hopefully, is Astria Ascending September 30th on Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC, Switch, PS4, and PS5. Chris, what games on the list are you overwhelmingly crazy excited for? You gotta have them. And what what other games exist that you don't give a shit about? All of them. Um, well, I think the only thing I'm really remotely interested in uh, is the WarioWare game. To be honest, it's been a while since we got a WarioWare game, and even that's like a game I played in like passing. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one as well. Chevy, what games? Um, I have an interest in Tales of Arise. I don't play dummy yet. No, I say I don't have a heavy interest because I I'm not 100 sure I'm gonna like the combat in it. So I need to try the demo. Um, I'm buying WarioWare. I've already seen some of it. It looks pretty cool. Um, I already own Nino Kuni too, but just kind of a shout out for it. If you have a Switch and you haven't played Nino Kuni too, buy that game. It is very fun. Yeah, it's dope. Story does not matter though, so don't worry about that too much. But it is a fun game. Um, yeah, it's it's like one of the games. It's like 
games without a story. Nino Kuni two. And people are like, "Who's got a story?" Nah, it's barely. It's, it's there. It's but... there. It doesn't matter. They don't. They didn't care. You shouldn't either. Uh, I believe. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Kena Kina. I think it's Kina. Uh, Bridge of Spirits was an interesting looking one. I so I have an interest in that. Um, Except a little chubby dude in it. The problem is I recognize some of these names, but I don't. I can't picture them off the top of my head right now. Um, I think Lost Judgment is the Yakuza detective game. Oh yeah, that it's a sequel though, so I yeah. have to play the first one. So I mean, I have an interest, but I, there's no way I can pick that one up because it, it would just be the wrong order to play them in. Um, I do have an interest in Death Stranding Director's Cut, but I can probably wait a little bit on that one because I have a bunch of stuff in a similar vein that I just haven't done yet, played yet, like the Final Fantasy VII Integrate is a good example of that. Um, what else? New World I'm picking up with the knowledge that I'm probably not going to stick with it, but I want to give it an honest shot, so I'm going to buy it. And I think that's it. Sick. Um, I have a morbid curiosity for Life is Strange True Colors because I like to torture myself. Uh, maybe it's awesome, though, but the trailers I watched seemed like it was on brand. So uh, hopefully the writing's decent aliens yeah uh tales arise 100 buying that uh, i mean in 24 hours so um i will be playing that this weekend uh very excited i don't know what i'm gonna pick it up on though ps5 or pc probably i'm i'm not sure definitely not xbox one um warrior um i'm gonna play chevy's and see if i want it <laughs> death loop i think i'm gonna pick up uh, i kind of want to give it a chance it's a game that uh had no interest in and still don't have any interest thematically, but gameplay wise looks fun. So I want to check it out. I'd like to see some reviews. Uh, Kina, I'd like to see some reviews on as well. That was one of the games they showed off early on for PS five. Um, in one of those like indie showcases. So it looked cool. Uh, got hopefully hype, yeah. got a lot of hype, way yeah. more hype than I was giving it, but a lot of people are stoked for it. So that's cool. And hopefully in the reviews, it shows that it's great. Um, I would love to play Diablo 2 Resurrected, but currently I'm not playing uh, Blizzard games. So, um, and I don't know when that's going to be. Hopefully they can make things better by Diablo 4, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, not picking that up. And then, uh, which sucks. Uh, I'm sure they fucking ruined it though. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Lost Judgment, I, I want to pick up. Uh, if I had played the first game and beaten it by now, uh, I would be picking this up day one because it looks awesome awesome but i haven't played the first game so maybe i should i should start there and i'll pick up lost judgment later um death strain director's cut first day by 100 um i was actually flirting with the idea of picking this up on pc but this is only coming out on ps5 the director's cut and i've already beaten it on ps4 so um i'm excited to try it on um ps5 and with all the new content um very excited i'm hearing myself again fucking shit uh and then new world definitely picking that up as well um that is a game that i, I still haven't played it. i haven't even been in a beta or anything um but like you i want to give it a chance i want to even if the, this is how bad this is even if new world fucking sucks i still want to pick it up because i need to show people that mmos are wanted um so i think it's important new world and the other one um make money Ashes of Creation? Yeah. And um Lost Ark. Yeah. Well, Lost Ark's like a Diablo style game, but yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so, because there's the MMO drought happening and anyone who has the balls to make an MMO right now, I think deserves um 
some kind of support for even trying that endeavor. Um, and yeah, that's everything that I'm picking up this month. All right, had a quick audio hiccup there, but I think we got it fixed. But of course, let us know in the comments what games coming out in September are you most excited for? Is there anything coming out that's not on this list? I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, World War Z Aftermath, I think comes out either this month or next month. So uh, I'm excited for that. So if there's something else we didn't mention, let us know in the comments what you're most excited for and what games to avoid. Are you excited for Kina? uh life is strange hot wheels unleashed let us know in the comments below all right let's jump into what we've been playing where we talk about the games we've been playing and uh yeah let's start with chris what games have you been playing oh my goodness um quite a bit actually so i've been playing some warframe nothing crazy new to report there although as of recording today there was a new update so there's a new prime frame out there's some new weapons stuff like that uh, so the endless grind on that, uh, fun, fun, you know, mindless grinding. Uh, I did start in what it's considered hard mode. It's called the Steel Path, where you go back through all of the floor system, and the enemies are level one hundred plus. Hmm. Um, so it requires like you have to have some pretty strong frames, have good survivability uh, to do it, as well as really strong weapons to just kill them. Uh, and so I've just fallen back to playing Trinity. And just being like, I heal and absorb everything. So, fuck you all. Interesting. Um, but it's still, it's still, it's still a struggle. Uh, so I, I need some adjustments and some forma and stuff like that. So it's fun there. Uh, I played a tiny bit of Risk of Rain two with some of the community members, uh, and that was fun. And always, you know, the ever struggle of I need this. Well, I need this too. Well fight for it type scenario but it was fun um nothing really crazy to want to uh talk about there it's risk rain too we talked we played it before so it's fun there uh of course cyberpunk which we talked about already uh but i have been playing a bit of phasmophobia yeah, again with that. some community members and let me tell you nothing it it, it is so for a game that doesn't like have super high quality graphics, it gets spooky, fucking spooky. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I uh, I I don't jump easy, and that game is horrifying to me. It's also funny sometimes, but it's also scary as fuck. And it's multiplayer, <laughs> which is like a feat of its own. Multiplayer horror, yeah. it, like it doesn't work almost ever, and phasmophobia is like horrifying. So they nailed it. Like they just they had a great idea and they executed it. And one of my favorite moments recently was instead of dying, be the first one to die, which usually happens for me in this game. That's Josh typically uh, with me. I was the last one to die, and I'm outside the house as Keith, one of the community members, is inside, kind of in this kitchen dining room area, kind of talk to the ghost, and he goes starts screaming, "Oh, I'm dying! I'm dying!" So I run back with the camera. I'm looking through the kitchen window, just snap, 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 like fucking paparazzi at his murder. Oh, man. It was yeah. good times. Yeah, that game is fucking scary, and uh, it's a really good game to stream, too, because it's just, like, the randomness of it and seeing people react and shit. Um, Some streamers I watch play it pretty uh, frequently. I was playing the fuck out of it when it first came out. I haven't played it since, but recently they had an update that I'm really interested in. Um, they added some new equipment 
uh, like a laser field and like a night vision camera and shit that's different looking now and I'm really excited to uh to hop back into that. And then I saw you play and I was like, wait, people are playing this right now. <laughs> so Yeah, the uh, DOS projector is Yeah. It's spoopy because you just all of a sudden see this image of a body running at you and it's just terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, they, they did such a good job with that game. Like I can't give that game enough credit. It's it's a little janky, but the idea is such a genius idea. That it's like mm-hmm. just the sheer randomness of every time that you play it makes it so worth replaying over and over and over again. And like the the scares and like all that stuff, it's like, you know, going in a bathroom and you hear somebody or you see something over, so you come back. And especially if you play the game full immersion, you don't play it like through uh, Discord or whatever, you actually talk in game. It's fucking horrifying because you can go to talk to somebody and you don't. You don't hear anything from them anymore, and then they're just dead somewhere, and you have no idea what the fuck happened. <laughs> I even talking about it makes you want to fucking play that game. <laughs> the maps, like the beginning maps, they give you the small houses. After a while, I'm just like, all right, let's do this. Let's get in here. It's manageable, whatever. And then they bump you up to the medium maps, which is a high school and a prison, and they feel massive. Oh yeah, and it's horrifying to walk through them. Horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I heard they retooled the school. I don't know how exactly, but I think they, they separate into three sections and the ghost will only haunt one of the three sections. So you spend less time walking all over that fucking bitch because it's huge. It's like, especially when you do the house, I prefer doing the houses because I think it's more fun and it's less like of a hunt and trying to find the haunting. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think they address that. So with that which makes sense like you just be on the west wing or east wing or the center of the school once you find where they're like haunting and shit so pretty much gives you three maps then though yeah and the the prison i fucking hated playing um is way too big and way too many ins and outs and corridors and shit and once you run into it you're like fucking miles away from the van and like it's just it, it was not well designed so hopefully they did something similar to that but i haven't read about that i I don't know, and and I I see the option somewhere for large maps, which I have not seen yet. Yeah, I don't know what the and fuck a large just... map is. If those aren't, yeah, is it like for a, real? A fucking, like what what would it be? Uh, is it like a theme park or some shit? Like <laughs> fucking five story hotel, go through each floor. Disney World, you go in one of seven parks. <laughs> oh, they're pretty cool, but uh, it's fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, what else have I been playing? I don't think I've been playing anything else, to be honest. Yeah, no, I've been working too much. Working boy. Yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah, Chevy. Uh, Final Fantasy 14. I got my monk to level 80, so now I have four jobs left until I get my mount. Uh, did most of my leveling doing pretty much every roulette. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, that's daily, uh, like a dungeon, a raid, a, a boss fight, a, a, a large scale raid, or they're called alliance raids in the game, and then uh, PvP. So, uh, I have been doing just because the EXP gain doing once a day is pretty massive. So, uh, so I was able to get a full PvP glam. For my monk as well which is really cool looking and then um i've 
but I'm back to leveling warrior again, but I just cannot bring myself to tank, man. It's just not fun for me. <clears throat> um, True. Doesn't sound fun. No, a lot of people love it, but it just doesn't, doesn't do it for me. Um, played a little bit of Minecraft, but I, I didn't play on our server. I was playing just kind of like experimenting on uh, single player map. So nothing like really to write home about as much as like uh, I wanted to see like what kind of stuff I could do with copper and 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 glowberries and all that stuff because we have only recently found the stuff in the server because anyone who's played Minecraft for a while knows that when new stuff comes out any chunk you've already loaded won't have it you have to go further and further out to find that stuff so. and generate that shit yeah. so <clears throat> yeah um, oh no I did play on the server a little bit because I got. I can't remember what they're called. Is it azalea? Mm -hmm. They're flowered bushes, essentially. It's a mm -hmm. new plant type that grows on moss, which is a new block type. Uh, so I got those. Have I played anything else? Oh, <laughs> this is a, oh, a random one. So they released Cookie Clicker on Steam for five bucks which is kind of funny because cookie clicker is a free game on browser yeah but the perk is you get achievements in cloud saving so i was like eh, fuck it so <laughs> i feel like you've played that game if anyone has played the game a lot though you, you just buy the game well yeah support i support it i think the cloud saving is a good thing and you can export and import your web save too so. yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah. if you've gotten time out of that game i mean they probably made ad revenue off of that game but Guaranteed. uh <laughs> but if you liked it a lot and you played it a lot like why not support the person who made it yeah. buy the game or yes, don't yeah. just play it online i picked that up just to kind of i actually never did play cookie clicker i skipped that one Ooh. so i fucking had a thing <laughs> for like a week where i was playing like a, I, I felt like I was on drugs playing that game. It definitely feels older than some of the new ones. Um, though you could see it does seem like they they did take some steps because they're still updating it. So that's to, fucking uh, crazy to add stuff to it. Um, I don't know if they had it when you played or not, but it had <clears throat> this like it's like a sugar cluster that'll start growing over like twenty hours or whatever, and then when it grows, you can use that as a currency to buff different like things. Nope. Yeah, so. I played Cookie Clicker like eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it was a long, it was a long time ago. For sure. That's why I was I was thinking. Saying I was like a whole different person back then. They've a bunch of stuff to that game. So. Um, and I can just have it run while watching YouTube. Which is pretty much. I always yeah. like to have something like that. So. Shit's dangerous. I've played enough clickers at this point. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No. <laughs> Either of you download the PlayStation Plus games? Nope, I gotta do that and we're done. They Negative. Are they are out. Everybody downloaded those and played those and come back to the month plus club. Uh, on that note, I've downloaded uh, Hitman 2 Overcooked and Predator Hunting Grounds. I have not played them yet, though. So I uh, won't be talking about those. And I have also not played our game of the month, Valheim. So I am behind. It's already the ninth, and I haven't played any of the games. So I'm going to make an effort on that soon. Uh, I've only been playing one game, though, and I've put about 50 hours into it as of right now. Um, and that is Aliens uh, Fireteam Elite. It's the only game I've been playing lately. Um, I've been playing it a lot. Uh, if you don't know what Alien Fireteam Elite is, it is a game in the Aliens universe. I think it's like post the movies. So um, 
it's I, I don't know how long after but it's after all the movies and stuff it makes references to them uh you play a fire team an elite one and um yeah it's three player co-op it is similar to left for dead uh but in my opinion more similar to world war z there's pretty big differences in the two um you start missions and go from the beginning and to to the end uh doing different scenarios um so it's a lot of just shooting and survival there are now six classes i was gonna say there's five but they literally just added one today um and yeah each class has different perks uh there's like 30 guns in the game i think 31 now because they had a new gun uh 70 attachments um for those guns i think i've unlocked i think i've gotten them all um because there's hidden caches all over the levels. Okay. And they give you uh, cosmetic and attachment items and weapons. And when I open those now, I just get temporary utility things to use. Uh, so I think I've unlocked everything. It's just kind of sad. Um, and yeah, you shoot xenomorphs of different sizes and groupings. Um, different difficulties. And yeah, I've been playing shit out of it lately uh, with two people um sarah and josh uh but also with randos um even though it's matchmaking systems kind of annoying you can match make per mission and difficulty so if in that moment you're picking this level to match make with people online and somebody's not searching for that game as well you're not going to find each other so it would be better if there's just like a quick match button yeah so hopefully that's something to add later um and yeah, uh, like I said, I've been really enjoying it. There's a lot of weapons. I'm a huge Aliens fan, so I love everything visually about the game. I love the sound effects. Um, I even love some of the campy, dorky stuff that people say in the game. Um, the game does start out uh, feeling a little easy, uh, even on the casual setting, but it does ramp up quite a bit as you go further into the campaign and then uh, turning the difficulties up. There's a gear score as well to kind of give you a guide to if you should be doing this mission on this difficulty, um, which is mostly based off of the perks you have equipped. Uh, speaking of the perks, uh, the perk system's really fucking cool, and it's something I wish I'd like to see other games do. I've never seen this before. So you get perks, and they are either one, two, three, four, or five uh, slots across. Um, you have a Diablo-style inventory for your perks. On the right side, you have one of your abilities. On the left side, you have your other ability. And on the bottom, you have your passive ability. Any perk that pertains to your abilities has to attach to your ability that you want it to attach to. So there's some perks that are only for that ability and some that can work for both. And uh, so you have to attach those. And any perk that also is for that ability has to be attached to that. You have to make like a bridge, essentially, to all the things. It's like a circuit board. Then anything else you have, like something that increases you know this stat or that you have to place on there as well and so you are kind of managing an inventory of perks in a really interesting way it's like it's a game of itself so not only are you going through your perks and making your build you have to make your build actually work that's how they balance the game is that and it's really fucking cool i really like it sometimes like i'm sitting there just kind of looking at the the screen going like well if i rotate it this way or that way or this way or that way i could get this to fit in there and so there's a whole game in itself on making builds that I think is really fucking cool. Um, also, as you progress uh, classes, you'll unlock more of that inventory. At first, you only have two little blocks open that you can put perks into, and they're not even connected yet. 
and then you open up more and more of that and you're able to start getting really intricate with your builds and really kind of crazy and you go from going like well my guy's kind of okay to going like oh this character is actually really fucking cool uh it's got a bunch bunch of classes uh there's a technician who drops like turrets and stuff like that there is when you beat the game uh, a character you unlock called recon who does a lot of um reconnaissance they see uh, enemies through walls and stuff like that which is very useful you have a um i forgot what they're called but they're like kind of like an assault guy oh it's called gunner they're for fucking straight dps like they they just <laughs> wreck shit and i really enjoy playing gunner because just the amount of damage you do with that character is is awesome but then you also have uh demolisher i think they call it it's D- demolition something and they essentially are a heavy weapons uh character they use the smart gun from aliens they use flamethrowers big flamethrowers there's like little flamethrowers you can use with other characters and uh they're essentially there for destruction they're really good for crowds where some characters are good for like in single target enemies you have doc who is a healer not that great a one but they're they're a healer uh they do some stuff that that's questionable um i'm like why do you do it like that because recon has this move where if you're standing within this bubble it increases your stability and all this stuff but also you can put a perk on it that allows every enemy you kill you get a little bit of health back it's not as much as the doc does but i was playing with the dude today who had it so like it accumulated all of that and at the end it just gave you all that health at once and so like we're always like topped off i we never used health packs when i played with this dude i was like i need to look at his build <laughs> um i have a pretty good recon build myself but i was like that dude's a fucking way more efficient healer than the doc is that's fucking crazy and i really like recon compared to doc um and then the new class that literally just dropped as of today and i'm already level seven eight's the the highest level per class um is the uh oh no phalanx which is a tank character. Um, they have a shield uh, that only tanks front damage. Anybody playing this character, you're not just a tank. Your shield negates your damage, not not you. Um, but then he also has an ability that uh, he essentially casts it on his on himself, and it's like when enemies hit you, they start taking damage or like um, they get stunned or whatever. There's different versions of it as well. I have it right now, so when I cast it it shoves everyone back and makes them fall on the ground and then they take more damage uh, for four seconds. So it's really good, like get the fuck off me and kill him move. He also has some perks that allows uh, him to move faster when he has his shield up because he moves slow at first and stun enemies when he melees them with the shield and stuff. So you could get into like a melee build with him, which is kind of cool because there's no other character like that. They can all swing, but you don't do that in this game like you're gonna get fucking killed but he can do it and it's pretty cool um and he also has this other ability that i really like that just essentially doesn't do anything to enemies around him it just gives him 33 percent uh he negates 33 percent uh damage coming in so um it's like a little buff but anyone who hits him also uh i think stumbles or is able to take more damage like that so it's essentially if you're getting swarmed, you can kind of survive better. And it actually worked really good. I was playing with two randos and a Praetorian, which is uh, essentially the tank of uh, of of this game, came in and fucking we're all fighting it. We got its health down kind of low, but then he ended uh, the Praetorian ended up killing the two guys I was playing with. They're on the ground crawling around. I ran away. I popped that move just to give myself a little bit of defense. Ended up killing the Praetorian like barely. I had almost no health was able to get the two guys up so that in itself kind of paid for itself um 
so yeah, new class is pretty cool. At first, I fucking hated it. I was like, this thing sucks. Like, I don't want to have to... There's swarms of xenomorphs coming at me, and you want me to, like, point my shield at every single one of them? Like, that's that's almost impossible. Um, but it, you get pretty good at it. I'm, I'm pretty good at, like, looking in every direction now, just, like, and blocking people. Oh, and his other passive ability is Bulwark, which every time you get uh, a shield hit, somebody hits your shield, you do more damage. So you want them to hit your shield. So you start fucking just murdering people um so yeah that's the new class it's pretty cool um all the other classes are really cool i think doc is my least favorite uh technician's cool just because turrets and he has a slow field he can drop three of them you kind of throw them on the ground they last for a while anything that runs through them goes slow uh slow yeah and uh what else a lot of customization a lot of things to unlock a lot of paint jobs to put on your guns. It has this weird decal system where you can put decals on your gun, just one, and you unlock those through uh, through caches. But um, you can change the size of the decal and rotate them, but you can't do custom paint jobs. So I've gotten kind of creative with it, and like I'll make like a gun like a vibrant red or a vibrant yellow or something like that, or white, and I'll take like an eight ball decal and I'll stretch it out really big and then I'll pull it to the front of the gun. And essentially wherever you put the decal, it mirrors it to the other side of the gun perfectly. So I'll take the eight ball and take the black part and I'll pull it to the front where the eight's not visible in the gun anymore. And then it just mirrors this black part of the gun and I'm able to kind of give it some design, which I'm kind of, uh, um, you know, it's, it's not as, as cool as it could be, but, uh, you can make it work in ways that makes everybody's guns look different. Um, and yeah, there's fuck. I think there's four chapters right now, four or five, four, and they'll have three missions a piece. There's five difficulties. So there's quite a bit of stuff to do there, but in the 50 hours of playing the game, I am running out of stuff to unlock. Also, one thing they did for anybody who is playing this game, I kind of hate they did this. Uh, so every gun you use in the game, it levels, and they all have predetermined abilities unlocked per levels. Four is the highest level of any gun, and at one, you get an ability, two, you get another ability, three, you get another ability, and four, you get their max ability. Um, I guess there was a glitch in the game, as it's been out since it came out, uh, that even if you were leveling your gun, you still were getting all the abilities. And, but they didn't tell anybody. And so on this release, they they essentially made every gun that's already in your possession four stars. And this, the reason they said they did that is because they don't want to fuck with people's builds. Um, say you're like level two star on a gun and the whole time you've been like building your gun's attachments based off the, based off of the four stars you didn't know you had. Um, they don't want to fuck with that. I get that. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be stoked. Especially people who just want to get through the game, have the best stuff or whatever. They'll be like, fuck yeah, all my shit's four now. But um, as a person who has all the guns unlocked already, uh, except for the minigun that just came out. So I got one thing to level. I hate that all the stuff that I was grinding to level up means nothing at this point. Um, and I don't have other things to work towards when it comes to guns now. I just, I already had them all unlocked. I hadn't started working on some of them yet. And now they're all four star. So that kind of sucks, but... It's not that big a deal, I guess, but it does take some away from what I wanted to do with the game. So I'll be playing the game less than I planned on because of that. So, but I get why they did it. I mean, glitches happen, shit like that happens. And they, I think they did it responsibly. They didn't piss anyone off. It's just kind of disappointing. Right. Um, and yeah, I, that's the game I'm playing. 
It's the only game I'm playing. So uh, I would definitely recommend it to anybody who's interested in these kind of games. And uh, yeah, if you like Left 4 Dead or, or World War Z or uh, Vermintide, you would definitely like this game. Although it's three-player co-op. It's really interesting. Not four, but a lot of games that have three-player co-op always feel more balanced than four-player co-op games. So four-player co-op games can feel a little chaotic. I still like them a lot, love them. But three-player, even though it's always annoying, I always got a fourth person who wants to play. Uh, they always feel a little more team-oriented. It's like they that's like the perfect balance. So it seems. I don't know. I don't develop these games. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm playing. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? I do have one more game to add. I just thought of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been playing Pokemon Unite on the Switch, which is the MOBA game for Pokemon. You've seen a little bit. And it's, it's a MOBA game that is... It feels like it's very early on in its life cycle because there's not a lot of characters to play. So there's definitely like a very strong meta of like, you need to pick these characters or you're going to have a bad time. Interesting. Sounds kind of lazy. Or that they haven't got the balance yet. They have, they definitely haven't got the balance yet. And they're adding more Pokemon. Like, I think every couple of weeks, I think they add a new Pokemon. Um, but they definitely need to add a lot more, in my opinion for the game to feel like a better balanced MOBA. Because I think variety in MOBA games is very important. Sure. I mean, that's that's a huge factor of them. And Pokemon kind of lends itself to that anyway because the amount of fucking 5,000 Pokemon they got. Um, how does it play, though? Like, does it feel good outside of the balance issues? It plays pretty simple. Um, you have just a button that you can hold down to auto-attack, and then you have... Uh, Z and ZR and, and R to do your special abilities, which you can pick as you character levels between one or two for each button. Um, and then you have an ultimate. So it plays controls wise fairly simple. It, it's smooth. It's it takes a little bit of getting used to because you have to aim with the right stick while you're moving with the left stick while trying to press buttons at the same time. But it's just a slight adjustment. Um, but other than that, it's it's pretty smooth gameplay. Is it third person or top down? It is top-down. Okay. But the matches are only 10 minutes, so it's not like you're in there for half an hour fighting people. So they, they lend themselves pretty quick to quick sessions. Yeah, I feel like since it's Pokemon, it's probably designed for everybody, so it probably is a, a casual MOBA. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they've designed it with um, younger audiences in mind. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I've watched, I watched a, a small clip on it where some person was playing... I can't remember which Pokemon it is, but the the attack's pretty much just slapping, and uh, wiggly tough, maybe. And they uh, they were just winning, and someone in the chat was like, "You're probably beating up kids," and then they were like, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> it's a bad revolution. <laughs> it's like me on Twitter sometimes. Joe, we talk. Someone like, "Wait, this is probably a, like a fucking sixteen year old." They definitely are, at least mentally. Yeah, yeah. No matter what, they're always 16, whether that's their age or their mental state. Um, do the do the Pokemon evolve as you fight? Yeah, Is that so the process? certain Pokemon will evolve. Uh, so like Blastoise was the recently added Pokemon. So when you start the match, you start a Squirtle, okay. and then you reach a certain level, and your character evolves into War Turtle, and et that's cetera, cool. et cetera. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's real fun. Yeah, I, I just thought of that. I'm like, it'd be such a missed opportunity if they didn't do that. So I'm glad they did. Like, it only makes sense. Yeah. But I was like, but then you kind of rob yourself of the amount of characters you could have. 
but the evolution would be way cooler because it would just fit that leveling feeling of MOBAs. So you could think. Yeah, I mean, they've got Pokemon from the original Pokemon series to the current Pokemon series, kind of just and everything sparse in between. So yeah. I don't think they're going to have any problem, yeah, you even, know, for even, a lack of even character. With the, multi- or the, the evolutions, there's still so many Pokemon. It's fucking yeah. insane. So yeah. yeah. What were you going to yeah. say? That was pretty much what I was yeah. trying to say was that regardless of if they you take those you know one to two evolution forms and turn it into one character you're still going to have multi-hundred so to choose from yeah yeah I, if they honestly if they're just going to like release every pokemon individually as a character the game wouldn't be out the game would be over by the time they got all those pokemon out like yeah, it's not gonna happen. They, that would take <laughs> yeah. fucking years so um yeah that's cool though. Uh, kind of makes me. In- I-, I need to watch a video. I literally have not seen anything on it. I just know it exists. That's it. So um, I'll have to look into that. Um, anything else on that? It's just a fun little casual game to hop in. Sounds cool. We'll definitely have to check it out. And yeah, let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing. Anything you would recommend? Anything you're excited for this month? We already went over that, but let me know still. And uh, yeah, what are you playing? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, we got a video to watch. Far Cry 6 is coming out soon. And I personally am excited for it, even though I've had a roller coaster of hesitation with that game. Um, as soon as I saw health bars, I was like, God, fucking damn it. And then like, you can turn it off. I'm like, okay. Um, anyway, we have a trailer to watch. It is the Far Cry 6 official overview trailer. This is the trailer I've been waiting for for a while now. I've wanted something that kind of explains the game. And here it is. Uh, before we jump into this video, you guys have anything uh, to say? Got any hype? No hype? Indifferent to Far Cry 6? Uh, if you played prior Far Cries, spill the tea. Pretty indifferent. Um, I own the last Far Cry, uh, main number Far Cry, I should say. Five. Yeah. Um, and I barely played it. So it's so good. Yeah, I just can't get into it. It's so good. Love that game. Chris, thoughts on Far Cry? Uh, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Chevy. Uh, I'm pretty indifferent to it. Uh, and I think I own five somewhere somehow I, it's somewhere i don't know i got it somewhere it, somehow but... it's a magical copy <laughs> oh i'm pretty indifferent you get, overall you get haunted by like phasmophobia far cry 5 comes out once you're like oh fucking lady bunny comes out of my dreams and far cry 6 is me Ooh. i don't know if that's scary or fucking a little too hot for this show scary it's pretty scary yeah um all right so if you're ready chris yep yep start in three two one and go this is yara an island nation frozen in time and on the brink of revolution In Far Cry 6, you will join a guerrilla uprising against Anton Castillo. After decades of strife and unrest, Castillo has unveiled a violent plan to drag Yara from the shadows and towards a future of his own design. You play as Danny Rojas. In Far Cry 6, 
both male and female versions of Danny are playable and share the same narrative experience. At the beginning of their story, we find Danny trying desperately to escape. But an encounter with Diego Castillo, the son of Anton Castillo, begins a chain of events that will thrust Danny into the war for Yara's future. You're here. That's what matters. Just a second, hermana. I'm getting the hell out of Yara. <laughs> but you're in my camp. As Danny plunges deeper into the conflict, they will begin to question their own views on freedom, identity, family, and what it's it means to fight for an ideal. Are you ready for your uniform, Rojas? Yara is the richest Far Cry world yet. Rustic, wild, and unique in ways that only isolated <laughs> cultures can be. Yara's islands are a playground of mayhem and rough and tumble exploration, and this world can be experienced alone or with a friend. Hell yeah. Far Cry 6's robust Hell yeah. features include friend and public matchmaking with XP and inventory progression that carry seamlessly between solo and co-op experiences. Oh. Free elections, free expression, free the outcasts. A Yara free of castles. Simple. You don't believe me? I'll show you. Yara is broken into many regions of cultural and natural diversity, puppy with where the Daniel wheels. will encounter key groups of locals <laughs> and become entwined in their own unique and the narratives. Chicken. Danny must gain the trust of each of these groups to resist Castillo's tightening grip on Yara, and in the process, uncover a wealth of mission arcs and gameplay opportunities. <laughs> Danny will meet the Monteros, a family of tobacco farmers with deep roots in the Yara countryside. There's Maximus Matanzas and La Moral, two young groups bracing to survive Castillo's violence. And hidden in Yara's mountainous jungles, Danny will meet the Legends of 67, a band of ex-revolutionaries whose experience in guerrilla warfare will be essential in the turmoil to come. Fight until they die! These groups have different that's backgrounds, the objective. but all have been the victims of Anton Castillo's master plan. As he ramps up production of Bibido, a revolutionary cancer treatment that Castillo aims to wield as a bargaining chip on the global stage. Yara's regions all play a role in Vivido's production and bear the scars of Castillo's vision. Forced labor, rampant pollution, and military brutality have become a grave reality for its people. We have to stop Castillo and that Yankee. We? Your kids this look like you could use a little luck. Kinda, yeah. Guerrilla camps are the heart of the rebellion, where outcasts, misfits, and ex-military take action against Castillo's army. Welcome to Libertad, Danny. Let's free Yara, shall we? These camps embody the scrappy Resolver Guerrilla <laughs> philosophy. And this is where you'll plan, assemble resources, gear, and vehicles. You'll develop your camps based on your specific needs by constructing and upgrading barracks, weapons caches, garrisons, uh, and yeah. many more. Success as a guerrilla is about adapting to all scenarios and finding ways to win against the odds. Oh, you pet that puppy with the blood on your hands. Mods and mm, he loves types, it. Which are customized at workbenches throughout Yara and used with devastating effect. For a guerrilla, resolver isn't just making do with what you have. Yeah. It's inflicting chaos. With everything you've got. Keep talking. 
and this anything goes mindset extends to defense as you scavenge any and everything you can to armor yourself against your opponents. Yara is a vast and varied world, persistently woven with danger, mystery, very, very... unexpected challenges, and adventure cool. to uncover. And that adventure goes even further in a series of thrilling special operations as Danny aims to cut off key arteries of Castillo's back channel global network. When the Garillas arrested my family in 67, me, Papa, was dragged to this very cell. We used to talk every single night through this vent. I loved it. He's the same age I was when the Garillas murdered my father. A leader blinded by his vision. A nation caught in the flames of rebirth. And a people fighting through it all to save their identity. Far Cry 6 presents a vivid and dramatic game experience caught in the crossfire of warring ideals, where everyone will go to unspeakable lengths for what they believe in. This game looks like a first-person just cause almost. Say, I don't know if it's the ending or what, some of the uh, animations seem a little hyper. Interesting. <laughs> All right, well, what do we think? All you guys go first, but I have less to say. I mean, it's a good-looking game. Um, and it has a lot of the notes that even, like, I recognize from, from Far Cry, like, wildlife and um, the uh, the just kind of the tone of, like, a, a leader of a country and, you know, being surrounded like, crazy, uh, like, I guess his politics is more so like they kind of said in this one a vision that the leader has type of deal, and then uh, I'm sure you'll be put in a situation where, you know, like I guess it was was a four where you talk to the guy and you can actually just hang out and beat the game right at the table there at the beginning. If you I mean, they might do that. I don't know. So, um, well, I'm not saying they're gonna do that exact same. I'm mm -hmm. just saying like you know. I imagine there'll be dialogue or not dialogue, but uh, opportunities where they'll they'll add in little things like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, otherwise it, it looks pretty much how I kind of expected it to look. So, yeah, it looks like Far Cry for sure. Yeah, which is good for me, but you know, it's nothing revolutionary, all pun intended. Um, outside of some new features, but yeah, Chris. Um, Trailer didn't really do much for me to be honest. Uh, I'm still not, you know, hyped about the game at all. Uh, this will probably be a game that I won't play until it becomes a plus game. To be honest, uh, I I was under the assumption, on my own assumption, that we were going to be playing as the son of of the leader, and to find out now that we're not is just an interesting little tidbit for me. But beyond that, I just was not interested at all. To be honest. Yeah, the the sun theory was uh, was before the game really got revealed. Um, a lot of people thought you were going to be uh, Voss from three, which would be kind of cool. But um, 
or at least that character might have evolved into him, but there's no reason to actually believe that outside of, you know, loose speculation. Um, but yeah, I get where you're coming from when it comes to it being a first-person shooter. I don't know if we're getting on Plus Club or PlayStation Plus anytime soon, though, because has Far Cry come out on PlayStation Plus? No. Yeah, they sell really well, so I don't know if they would do that, but we'll see. I mean, that'd be a good get. Any, any fucking, I wish they gave any Far Cry on PlayStation Plus. I would love to play that. Uh, I guess I could just play it out in the mall, but um, that would be a fun uh, plus club. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I'm a huge Far Cry fan. I fucking love Far Cry. The only one I don't like is New Dawn. I think it's horrendous. I fucking hate it, um, which is weird. But considering it continues the story of five, which I think is one of the best Far Cry games ever made, fight me. Um, but yeah, uh, it looks like Far Cry, which is going to be, uh, you know, good or bad to, to whoever it is. Um, honestly, a lot of the advertising for this game, I don't think has been good. I don't think they've hyped this game very well. Uh, so as a Far Cry fan, I just kind of have to trust that they're going to give me a good game because they've pretty much only given me good games. Uh, every single one. I love Far Cry, Far Cry 2, 3, 4, 5. Um, even their offshoot ones are typically really good. So uh, I assume this game is going to be really fun um at the very least uh hopefully have a good story surprisingly far cry almost always has a really good story um that's something i'm going to trust here as well uh the new setting is interesting on paper it sounds like eh, whatever but visually what we're seeing here i think it looks very diverse in the locations uh which i think is really cool um it's kind of hard to do with far cry because they're always in really remote locations and they're typically pretty diverse in what you what you uh run into um uh landscape wise but this one definitely looks like there's a lot of surprises uh to be had uh graphically i think it's gorgeous a lot of people are saying it looks like far cry 5 i agree but with better graphics um because with any engine you're going to keep upgrading it so uh, even if it's on the same engine it's definitely been upgraded i'm sure on pc it's going to look fantastic um gameplay looks like far cry which is good uh i want it to be like that uh they didn't show it a lot in this trailer but uh the the like jetpack stuff they got going on which are just essentially it seems like their abilities uh to use one they just kind of lift off and burn everyone around them real quick um kind of weird but uh as a gameplay element looks fun um i'm glad this trailer kind of stuck with the the people and the environment, the gameplay mechanics, uh, they showed off the town building, which is essentially just access to other things. It seems like if you decide to build up the gun vendor, you'll be able to craft and upgrade your weapons there. And then if you build up, you know, this person over here, maybe you'll be able to buy Moltovs from them. It seems like it's just a progression system, but it's cool. I like the idea of having kind of that choice on what uh, lane, what road to go down first. Um, you know, choice and progression is always uh, positive, even if it's, you know, nothing revolutionary. Um, and yeah, I mean, outside of that, I, I'm hoping the story's good and I'm hoping the characters are cool. They really haven't shown a whole lot. They showed one scene before and it was a cool scene, but it wasn't like, it wasn't as like impactful as I think people, I mean, some people kind of said it was, was, but I was like, yeah, it's, it's whatever. He's, I, I, I need to play the game to know, but, um, yeah, overall, it was it was a decent trailer. Could have been better. But like I said, I think they've been doing a really bad job advertising advertising this game. But I think they're to the point with Far Cry that they don't really feel like they need to advertise it that much. Because Far Cry is very popular and people like me are just going to buy it. So um, 
but it's kind of sucked because, um, Ooh, we should have reacted to that on this episode. Uh, I guess the new death stranding trailer came out that Kojima made and somebody wrote a whole article about it saying like, why, why can't people make good trailers like Kojima? And I'm like, that's, that's kind of a good point. Most trailers nowadays, but especially games with guns or some kind of like song that goes do, 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 do. And someone shoots to it. Boom, 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 boom. And that's every fucking trailer. And it's like the same thing over and over and over again. So um, I do agree uh, that people should work harder on uh, trailers and how they advertise games and stuff like that. But that's a whole different topic that we're not talking about. Overall, uh, I'm excited. I'm going to pick it up. But this trailer didn't do much for me. And uh, if it didn't do much for me, it probably didn't do much for other people who aren't hyped about it. Games will be fun, though. In the co-op, I can't wait to uh, play. I'm glad they were very clear about your progression. If you're playing with a friend and going back, it's just gonna, you know, continue. Um, the early Far Cries that they did the co-op did that stupid system where you was just like play as a character in that person's game and none of the progress worked for you. You were just playing with a friend, which was fun, but it, it feels almost like you're wasting time playing with your friend because you want to be progressing and leveling up on your game too. So I'm glad, you know, they've already done it, but I'm glad here they're they're being clear about that and letting people know that's how this is going to be. And yeah, that's all my thoughts. Looks cool. Got to pick it up. Stoked about it. Trailer's meh. Um, anything else? All right, let us know in the comments what you think about Far Cry 6 official overview trailer. Did it do anything for you? Are you excited for this game? Are you not excited for this game? Are you going to pick it up? Um, how are you feeling about Far Cry 6? Is it looking like the game you want? Are you a fan of the prior games? Are you, uh, do you got specific ones you like, specific ones you don't like? Let me know everything you can think about in the comments below. Next video we are watching is Marvel's Midnight Suns official extended gameplay walkthrough trailer. And if you're hearing me say that and you're like wait there's a there's a video that just came out we're gonna watch that too but i think it's important we watch this because this is a uh walkthrough of the gameplay of a game that we saw a very brief little uh i forgot what event that was was that uh tokyo not tokyo game show um gamescom mm, yeah. gamescom they revealed this game it's being made by by firaxis who make um xcom um so that's kind of interesting it's a marvel game and it's probably going to be turn-based game so this will explain that whole thing uh before we jump into this any thoughts on i keep forgetting the name of this game marvel's midnight suns being made by firaxis uh, i think this is a uh what word do i want product of <clears throat> there being so many movies but um I hear the word walk i kind of just get turned off instantly yeah i got that fatigue so we'll see, because if it's a cool game, I can get past that. But I kind of just don't care about superhero stuff at this point. So. Yeah. Chris? Uh, I am a Marvel fanboy, to be quite honest. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed them. Like, early 90s, that was... I, I really got into the Marvel scene. Uh, kind of stuck with that. So I, I don't remember much about this game. So I'm always... I always welcome a Marvel game but I never have reservations of it going to be good right immediately. Just I'm very cautious about that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also, I mean, was a big comic book uh, guy when I was growing up and uh, got fatigued from the movies, way too many movies, too much non-stake movies. Um, and it's kind of, you know, ruined cinema in my opinion, in a lot of ways, but uh 
outside of that. Uh, so the brand Marvel, when I hear that, I typically think money, money, but quality. There's typically quality what they make. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have hype based off Marvel, but I do have hype based off of Fraxis. First off, making a game. Uh, secondly, interestingly enough, them making a Marvel game. That's fucking crazy to me. And the idea of a Marvel game that is going to be XCOM-like, probably. Sounds kind of cool to me. It feels like, like you said, that reservation of Marvel could be overwritten, in my opinion, if the game is cool. So, uh, hoping for that. Um, but yeah, really, really interesting what they're doing here because we only saw that uh, teaser where it just showed a lot of people walk around in, like, gold suits, so... I don't know what the fuck Midnight Suns is. I'm sure it's some comic book thing. Um, never, never heard about that. So, uh, anything else? All right. Uh, ready, Chris? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. Gaming's greatest strategy and tactics experts have teamed up with the world's greatest storytellers to create a Bullshit. new experience. Bullshit. What the fuck you talking about? Welcome to Marvel's Midnight Suns. This new tactical RPG from Firaxis is set in the darker side of the Marvel Universe, packed with a deeply customizable tactical battle system that rewards clever thinking with superhero flair. An epic, supernatural story that brings you face to face against the demonic forces of the underworld. A deep role-playing experience where you get to live among Marvel legends and the first customizable original hero from the Marvel Universe. As darkness falls, rise up Midnight Suns and face off against an ancient prophecy foretelling the end of the world. So does that mean when people have those arguments about like, well, that guy's actually stronger than this guy in, in actual lore, be like, well, actually, my superhero I made in Midnight Suns is more powerful than that character, so. And that's canon. That's a Marvel character, dog. <laughs> Lilith will stop at nothing to fulfill the prophecy of the Midnight Sun and bring back her evil master, Cthon. It's not worth it, dude. Don't do it. Alongside her is her army of Lilith, demonic forces who carry out her twisted will with fanatical devotion. Pushed to the brink by her return, the Avengers desperately revive a dark power of their own, the Hunter, a legendary hero, forsaken child of Lilith and the only one known to have beaten Lilith before. In Marvel's Midnight Suns, the player takes on the role of this new hero, who until recently lay peacefully in a centuries-long sleep, tucked away in a quiet crypt on the grounds of the Abbey, the secret headquarters of an organization known only as the Midnight Suns. For the first time in any Marvel game, the Hunter is a customizable original superhero, Clean. Allowing you to live out your very own Marvel adventure. But you won't be alone. Marvel's Midnight Suns features a legendary collection of heroes that span across the Marvel Universe, including Sick. the Avengers, X-Men, Runaways, and more. 
You'll see these heroes in a new light as you develop relationships and strengthen your personal she looks bonds like she's outside of fucking Dragon Age. battle. Every hero <laughs> has a completely unique set of abilities, ranging from damage-dealing attacks to life-saving skills to epic game-changing finishers. There are tons of unique costumes to unlock, skills to upgrade, and heroic team-ups that unleash devastating combo moves. With your superhero squad picked, it's time to start fighting back the forces of Lilith. Combat in Marvel's Midnight Suns is a cinematic tactical affair that rewards clever thinking with superhero flair. The player controls a squad of three heroes and is dealt a random selection of hero abilities, like a hand of cards. These abilities offer a vast array of tactical choices that expand exponentially when combined with the battlefield itself. Shove, leap, and smash your way to victory using the environment to wreak havoc on your enemies. Send the bad guys face first into a wall, into each other, or just right over the edge. Victory requires a balance of smart tactical thinking and being able to read and react off the battlefield, as well as cultivating your friendships outside of combat and finding the right combinations of heroes and abilities. Battles rage across iconic Marvel locations like Avengers Tower to Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, from New York City rooftops to underground Hydra installations, from sun-bleached deserts to a hellscape dimension far beyond our own. When the fighting is done, the heroes return to the Abbey, a living hub that the player navigates in real time, experiencing for the first time in any Marvel game what it's like to not just fight alongside beloved Marvel heroes, but to live alongside them as well. To talk to them. The Abbey offers hours of rewarding exploration, gameplay, and story for the player to enjoy. That's cool. There's even a few lovable, if unique, pets. Get to know your favorite Marvel heroes through careful conversation and shared time together through daily activities. Take a stroll with Tony Stark on the Abbey grounds, or practice meditative yoga with magic. In the rain. The choice is yours, but choose wisely because every hero has their own preferences. Developing deep friendships can unlock powerful rewards in combat and in the Abbey. There's no romancing, dude. You can't Use fuck Blade. Spoils of battle to earn <laughs> abilities for your heroes in the forge. Upgrade current hero abilities out in the yard under Blade's watchful eye. Find new hero ops and missions in the war room with Captain Marvel and much, much more. When ready, it's time to choose a new mission. Choose your squad of heroes and return to battle. The enemy may grow more powerful with every fight, but the hunter and the heroes will rise in power to meet them because that's what true heroes do. Alright, we have another video to watch, but quickly, what do we think of that, um, well, I mean, what, what we saw? Um, I think they did a good job of presenting what the game's going to be and how it's going to play and stuff, which I really appreciated. I also think that, like, visually, uh, they did a better job capturing Marvel than, um, Idos or whatever the fuck made that? Yeah. The other one did. I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, they don't look exactly like the movie characters. 
but you can identify who these characters they, are. They look good, yeah. yeah. Um, there's just something off about the other ones, and I like I, honestly I can't put my finger on it. They just look wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they definitely look wrong. So um, that being said, uh, I it honestly it looks like it has a bunch of features and. Uh, you know, a lot of like side stuff too, which is important when you're making like a role playing game type of thing. Um, I just, I honestly, I still, I'm not drawn to it at all, and I, and I do uh, attribute that I think to just general superhero burnout. Um, it's not the game's fault at all. I think actually, they're doing a lot with the game, and I can really appreciate that. So, um, I just don't know if I'll be picking it up or not. Yeah, fair, Chris. Um, I think what, what you guys were touching on with the, the way the characters look from the other game is that uncanny valley feel where they're almost trying to look like the movie actors, but they don't quite look like it. So your brain's kind of like, eh, this is weird. Whereas like these characters definitely are much like comic book design characters, um, which I appreciate. Uh, I will say, though, that the characters all have this weird, like, really thin look to them. They all look like they're really, like, really skinny. Um which seems kind of odd to me. That probably but, comes down uh, to the actual like models of characters for the the gameplay element of it. They probably all have the same like similar proportions for hitbox types. Not hitbox, but you know, like uh, yeah, exactly for positioning and making sure they can traverse the the battlefields and shit. But right, yeah, right. I, I kind of said too. They're all very similar in shape. Yeah. But uh, I, I do like the, the subject matter. I mean, I've always liked the, the magic side of the Marvel character universe, which is what this really touches into. They're just kind of like, not so much like being mutants or, you know, super abilityed humans. They're people who study the magic arts that are related to the Marvel universe, which is really always like kind of fun. And, and like they say, it's a darker side of, of Marvel. Um, but gameplay wise, it I'm not sure if I'm fond of the ca random card system. Um, those type of gameplays are kind of hit and miss with me. Mm. So I I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. And they have to stick Wolverine in everything. I'm so sick of seeing Wolverine in every Marvel game. So tired of it. I, I honestly am stoked to see him because of uh, the movies and stuff. You don't see him often. Um, and uh, yeah, all the licensing bullshit. Yeah, because it was like Sony and here and fucking there and Fox and, and Disney. Yeah, it's this whole jumbled bullshit that I think it's kind of cool to see Captain America and Blade and Wolverine all in the same place. Doctor Strange, you know, it, it feels more like the comic books, in my opinion, than like the movies do in that sense. Um, and then on the subject matter of what they're doing, the storyline and allowing that to be able to make your own character in Marvel and focusing on the magic element um that premise doesn't do much for me but it is fresh feeling compared to what i'm used to with marvel so i'm glad that they chose something that feels a little outside of the box on what is typically the go-to stuff when it comes to marvel stuff so i do think the subject matter is um if you're gonna do it and you're gonna make like an rpg uh turn-based rpg out of it um I think they're picking sub subject matter that, that will uh, benefit um, the game. Um, so yeah, I pretty much agree with that. Do you have anything else to add to that? I, uh, no, I don't know. The, it's it's cool that we get to make our own character, but within the confines of, of, of how they laid it out, I'm not too stoked about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're going to be making their superhero just 
with some of your choices. Your, your visual choices is all you're really doing. Well, yeah. And I'm, well, I'm sure when you level up, you'll be able to pick certain things. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious about how that progression is going to work. And if you'd you be able to pick your own abilities or something like that, that'd be kind of cool. But I don't think they'd give you too much freedom on that, maybe. But I don't know. Um, pretty much everything about this game sounds awesome to me. Uh, like everything about it the card system i'd have to see it in action which hopefully we do in the next video um but uh that doesn't have me too stoked i think card systems are pretty hit or miss uh mostly miss for me but sometimes they're cool um yeah turn-based firaxis rpg with social uh features where you get to hang out with characters a la like uh fire emblem uh sounds like a cool system I know it's not going to get you know too intricate on relationships because it's a Marvel property, so you're not going to like romance anyone, I don't think. But it's going to have like a friendship system, which I think is cool. Um, the combat looks fun to me. I think the game looks clean. I think it looks uh, uh, really good. Um, it's not the most amazing graphics, but they're 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 clean. They're it's really nice looking, and the animations look more modern than Fraxis's last game. Um, I'm sure, they're going to have a bigger budget on this game, which is cool to see. Um, and I like that they're doing their formula, just evolving it to something else. And even in, in like XCOM, you got to go back to a home base, but you had to look at it as more of a gameplay mechanic. And this, it seems like it's going to be more of a social thing, but also they said like, you're going to explore and unlock things and, and for lore junkies, talk to people and get more info, stuff like that. But also like they said, there's rewards. They showed them finding things. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think in a game where you do spend a lot of time strategizing and having like a battle that takes like 30 minutes to, to win, it, it's kind of a good refresher to uh, do more mundane things that are interesting, but not the exact same thing. So I'm really excited about the, the gameplay loop that they're proposing here. Marvel, though, the skin uh, is the least interesting thing about this game to me, uh, but it's not enough to deter me from playing this game. I will probably pick this game up unless like across the board reviews come out like this game is like complete trash. Um, then I would wait for a friend or something to recommend the game to me. But uh, as gameplay goes and what they're saying you're going to be able to do in this game, I think it sounds cool. So I'm definitely interested. Uh, so let's start the next video. Okay. And uh, it's 20 minutes. I think it's just gameplay. So we're going to watch it for as long as we're interested. Uh, and yeah, this is Marvel's Midnight Suns, the Hunter and Wolverine versus Sabretooth gameplay full presentation. This, I think, came out like a day ago. So very recent. Uh, you ready, Chris? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, go. and welcome to our first gameplay live stream of Marvel's Midnight Suns. My name is Caroline Guevara, producer and your host for today. I am joined by two very special guests, Jake Solomon, our creative director. Very happy to be here. Very happy to uh, finally play the game. <laughs> of course. And of course, Garky Angelos, our franchise producer. Thank you so much. Happy to be here as well. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. If you haven't followed us on social media yet, please do so on Twitter and Instagram. Again, that is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Give us a follow so you can be up to date for the latest and greatest. And also, if you want a very exclusive skin for Blade or Night Stalker skin, definitely sign up for our newsletter. <laughs> that fire is lagging. That yeah. fucking drove me insane. I was like, yeah. is that on my end or no buffering? Yeah. It's, yeah, and, it's you know, to go it's crazy. been a while, and you know, on behalf of the team, before you guys watching the trailer, watching the gameplay assets that came this out, this audio is really incredibly, incredibly bad. Oh yeah, yep. 
from the community. It really does. It's like we are going to be finishing. She has the lapel, Mike, and they don't, and they're just using that to take audio for the whole room. Yeah. We've also been listening to your feedback already. Very important to us. Yep. And one thing we stream before. So this game is a premium title, an enormous single-player game that is brimming with content, and we're not going to have gameplay microtransactions. No, no. I understand why people would think that, but no. Every every ability that your heroes can have, they're in the game. You only earn them by playing with the heroes you love. There are no gameplay microtransactions. So That's put that to rest. Good. Put that to rest. Let's just <laughs> let's just play the game. Let's get let's into go. this. Let's go. Let's play, guys. Let's play, dude. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. Jay, <laughs> why are, who's basement? You and I used to play another <laughs> game. Oh, we did. And yeah. uh, we're not we're not quite in Kansas anymore, are we? No. Oh my day. god. So um. You're in control of the hunter, moving her in real time there. Um, you're at the Abbey, which the is It's an alpha new, gameplay, so I'm sure they'll fix it, but the walk animation kind of drives me crazy. The animation looks good um, itself, but her feet are sliding. Kind of Look, yeah. I noticed that even We're just showing the exterior. We're going to show more of the Abbey and, uh, at the end of this mission. And they're like floating off the ground and shit. We're really showing off combat. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that they spent oh, more yeah, time that guy. down like uh, gameplay than this We've third person thing that's probably going to just be a hub walk around feature. Very so. different from this. Um, we're walking by one of the other characters on the team, Magic, my personal favorite character in the Midnight Suns. <laughs> you know, it also was incredibly important to us and the team to have a base that reflected something like we all knew and loved when we were kids with Marvel. Yeah. Avengers Tower, X-Men and the X-Mansion. Now having your own base is um, such a staple that I think you need to do in a Marvel game. It's yeah, something that hasn't yeah. been done before. But we'll have yes, the and music and ours, up with. That's a big part of the game. comes alive. How you live with the characters. Yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <in a little. laughs> um, and so now Thank what we've done is crossed cowards. over into this sort of interdimensional space we call Limbo. So magic opens portals. You walk through Limbo and, and you get to your next mission. And that, that's kind of one of her powers. And she can display this stuff in combat as well. Awesome. So we're going to just dive right into combat then? Yes. All right. Just get in there, bro. <laughs> we are going to play some combat. And again, you know, we are we are a tactics team through and through. Mm -hmm. um, it's so interesting because, like, in XCOM, you have, like, the Jake square system. Like, it's, but it's like a made, grid. You, you get to pick wherever they win. They run to those points. But it seems kind of more freeform. There's so much when it comes to the visual. I doubt there's going to be a lot of cover shooting in this, though. So that's probably why they want that. Superhero flair that you're going to see. But sure. first, we wanted to slow down before we start playing this thing fast. <laughs> Let's talk. talk about what the mechanics are Let's talk are about, about right? the abilities, right? Because, <laughs> as you may have heard, um, the hero's abilities, they're, they're dealt to you at the start. They should have let, like, invited right? me in there. I would have done the stream for them. Which, which right. holding controller, yeah, they're going to let me play this game. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, so this card thing happens. About oh, card. it seems like, Nothing, oh, cool. I assume. However, in case it is, I would understand why people say, what? That's very different from anything we've done before. It doesn't actually, I, I want to make sure that people understand, it doesn't play that different than, than things we've done before. But as Garth is playing, I'm going to explain how this, this whole system works. And the idea is that every character has their own abilities that the player um, is in charge of. So they can assign whatever abilities they want to, to Blade, to Doctor Strange, just play to the, the trailer for us right They bring all those abilities into combat, and there are Yeah, what happened to them playing them. the game? So you're gonna see all those abilities <laughs> in front of us. Um, but they're dealt to you as a hand of cards. And, and there, there's some really cool card categories too, right? Yes. So uh, there's three different types of abilities that are really important. There's an attack, which 
card systems there. Mm -hmm. um, one of the benefits of abilities, uh, treating them as a card, is we can put like really interesting effects on them. So we have tons of them. Another benefit is we can make so many different abilities. Um, we can give them interesting effects. Um, one is an attack, which Garth showed off there with Blade. The next is a skill, uh, which he just used with Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. yep. And that is the sort of thing that is a little more, could buff your um, uh, your allies, could be defensive. There are different ways to use it. But ultimately, the important thing is that by playing attacks, by playing skills, you're building up a resource that we call heroes. You can see this in the, the bottom right. That's... What's that? Yeah, it's a simple... <laughs> the game all rotates around heroism, right? Mm -hmm. And so you build up heroism and you use that to then use the, uh, the third type of ability, which is called upper level. They're your most powerful attacks. They can have devastating sure. yeah. um, impacts on the enemies, and that's what we're working towards right here. Now, I have a few other plays. Before I use Doctor Strange's Heroic, I'm going to use one of the Hunter's attacks to build up more heroism, which mm -hmm. will make the heroic stronger. So right now, the Hunter's in a great position to fire off this ability. Ooh. Yeah, knock an enemy into another enemy. But you can also discreetly move your characters around the battlefield, and you'll have to, um, yeah, to be able to use different abilities or um, different effects mm -hmm. in the environment. So, so now we're going to trick you. Know, oh, no, no, you're fine. I was, was, uh, was going to say, like, it seems like you have a lot of flexibility and freedom how you choose to play, like, with your heroes. Yeah, you do. I mean, the, the idea is that the game is meant to move pretty fast. It's still very deep. Um, I love that ability. That's right. <laughs> um, he just the abilities person. look cool. By the way, he buried yeah. an axe in the Oh, yeah. Head, and then he just knocked it. He's gentle KO. He'll be okay. Knocked out. Right? After a few hours. Yeah. yeah. It almost, also, I mean, you saw and I've like barely seen the game, looks like team, less tactical than XCOM. And all the disciplines have worked on it. Not that it needs to be like it the feels same kind like of game, that. but it's, it feels like you're standing in an area and you're like deciding to attack people yeah, really based off the, these like, cards, which is literally what's happening. But like, it doesn't seem like there's like a lot of environmental there are a lot of deep elements to aspects outside of maybe explosive things or something, maybe. It seems like some of these things are highlighted to use. And in fact, actually, it looks like a brawl. Yeah, which which looks less like you know hunter, a, a, which is going a map you're traversing and having to use tactics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. At first, I didn't think you could move the characters. It was like an old school RPG where you just kind of line up against each other and fire off abilities. But it looks like they they kind of move around. But yeah, I don't see why you would, other than getting away from like a melee character. Yeah, I'm not sure. So we talk about how the relationships that you have with these heroes. And this yeah, wow. very awesome and very powerful. You unlock these super <laughs> powerful attacks by forming a relationship with the heroes involved. Last man standing. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's even like, it seems like when you click on a person, you just so, kind of... Again, that's an encounter. You know, they, they play very, very fast. You choose your character, choose the ability, click on the character, and then they attack them. It seems yeah. Like two more yeah. It doesn't place. seem like there's a whole lot else going on. And like the cards is, is really the big thing. Like, you know, do you have the cards to outplay their cards? But it's like. I live up to my name too. Hell of a price, Crossbones put on your head. Runt. Too bad he never said it had to stay attached to your body. Well. Bro, bring his nails. <laughs> For a dead man. You got one thing right today, Sabretooth. Heads are definitely about to roll.
Somebody over a building all day. Yeah. See if he shows up, I'd be like, fuck, you just kick him. Now I get to kill two runs with one claw. Hmm. Maybe I should be paying Hydra. Hey guys, I would be lying if I would say I'm not excited about this very iconic duo. The audio this set up battle so bad. between Saber the game's so Green. Yeah. They are. Yeah, and, and as you saw there, just one of the cinematics. We have we have hours of cinematics in the game. Obviously, we're telling a very hours deep of cinematics uh, story, and and part the of the deep story, story. Uh, of course, is yeah. And then you're playing Peggle with them, the first mm -hmm. which I mean is kind of cool. We have a large cast of, of I like that you can Not direct where they fly. Heroes. We've got you know again, as I said, twelve Marvel heroes plus the hunter. We also have a large cast of villains for the player to, to fight against. It's what makes Lilith. Um, so powerful. So again, she's the ultimate enemy. The thing that's cool about her, if you imagine the most dangerous people in the Marvel Universe, she's equally uh, she's equally dangerous because she can corrupt people with a single touch. So not only will you fight villains like Sabretooth here, but you'll fight what we call Fallen, where Lilith has corrupted villains. She's so the circle seems heroes, like he's almost like chaining the, the attack from there. Um, yeah, he was doing very deep narratives. Uh, a lot of, of narrative comes out, not just through cinematics, but also the experience in game. As well. There's some repositioning now there, we're but fighting against Sabretooth, and yes, yeah, you're right. So this environmental is a, a, iconic attacks, which matchup. Was, right? That's Moving actually the coolest thing I've seen so far. Yep. Sabretooth. Yeah. Kind of good at I like that. There's more <laughs> shit that went flying everywhere. You know, he's deadly. You like, can move and kind of position, like you're playing pool. This game's so cool and Mixed into a simplified XCOM card game. A bunch of unique abilities. And also a unique player to them, Sabretooth. Um, the idea behind, yeah. behind Sabretooth is that he has uh, a ability too. called Frenzy, and mm -hmm. that means that every time you take an action, he may respond, right? So you have to be really careful. You have to be very efficient. He's pulled that do down on his head. His gameplay mechanic, it was cool. So take two actions in my head, I was like, he just uh, ran past Sabretooth. So you have to like, anticipate when he goes on that Frenzy. Yeah. And he turns like, ow. But yeah, I mean, I love, I love, Sabretooth. Um, we've introduced, you know, here we're introducing the Wolverine for the first time. Um, this it is where feels you comic booky. It feels you know, pretty far into the game, probably. That's like, I mean, I'm glad that they're leaning into the comic book. So not that far, but they yeah. <laughs> 10, 12 hours into the game. I think game. most comic um, book games, and they unlock, lean more into um, the comic. So there are characters the movies, you unlock um, typically. I appreciate This is the moment when you sort of meet Wolverine for the first time. Like yeah. the Batman so, again, I mean, they were based off the comics, not the book in movies. For sure. Yeah. Set of, the movies uh, are abilities. Yeah. Generally, Can you go into his abilities a little bit more? Like what makes him so unique and different? They want it to feel more grounded. Yeah. So if you like, think about it's game, Wolverine, it's, it's very savage. Um, yeah, he has the ability to attack multiple it, targets. Well, I'm so glad too that Marvel, whoever's running Marvel, is making the decisions that they're doing. And at the same time, not just movie tie-ins, but also just like they have old. Then whole fucking uh, department of Wolverine after people that. who make comic books. So Wolverine has the ability to regenerate health. Uh, he's Why not very make games based on health here? Drug, you doing okay, bud? <laughs> it's not it's not like dumb, 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 some life steal on there if you want to mention that. Well, that's, that's fine. I believe in you, Garth. Like, you can do it. <laughs> As you can see, uh, Sabretooth, huge, huge health bar. Um, heavy hitter. Definitely yes. heavy hitter. Definitely heavy hitter. And so. 
That's good. Um, Wolverine has got some <laughs> life still going on and mm -hmm. sent that guy to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is the problem with Sabretooth, right? Is that it just doesn't stop. Like this matches how you're in the comics as well. Like, always kind of be on your toes here. <laughs> Chala, what are we doing? Right? Like, we got him. We got him. We got him. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm actually going to. <laughs> That'd be in sick. Dude, I'd buy like an instant. Okay. If you could literally put Yamcha face first in a fucking bitch in a hole, you can continue game. to move until you use an ability. Right. And so you can position yourself just perfectly. Until you use an ability, you can continue to Yeah, the, the, the combat in this feels and, you know, the movement balance like almost like a, if you're walking across like a world map, an RPG, and you got into the fight. Because yeah. you start in these like little brawl areas you and you use to play the environment. At first, I was kind of like, eh, because I'm thinking XCOM, but at the same time, I think it's kind of a cool spectacle. It's not every single action you make. I'm still just like, not super in love with just. Getting into these fights and using cards. Yeah. The environment stuff I think is pretty neat. Going. Hmm. Yeah, bro, you drunk. If I had fucking hair all over my head and face that like was just poking out in every direction, I last thing I would do is shove some fucking kind of weird half hat and You'll do. Okay, it's a hell of a drug. Do we watch the whole thing? All right, mm -hmm. so we saw a lot oh, of good gameplay, a, a lot of good abilities, just like amazing, amazing gameplay, of course. But this isn't just it, right, Garth? There's still a whole another section to it. There's a whole other section. <laughs> it is enormous. It is incredibly, <laughs> incredibly exciting. Um, again, we love tactics games, and changing what we did with the tactics design, there wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. We wanted a whole other half of the game that was the RPG part of the mm -hmm. Tactics RPG. So we're going back to the Abbey now, and we're gonna show you guys a little bit of a gameplay tease with what you can do sure. within yeah. the Abbey. All and right. we're gonna start in the Hunter's Quarters. All right, let's do it. You can do an enormous amount. Obviously, after a hard day's work, you want to go back- I like how so far their casual attire is just their normal costumes, <laughs> but with slacks on. Pants, dude. It's very costume with pants on. Room. It looks like some decorating. Some extra layers. No, those were casual with slacks. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta update the room. And yeah, there's ways to update. Not just the character, the room as well. Here's your beloved- Horse, Charlie. Right, your beloved hellhound, Charlie, who loves you so much. Um, you can, of course, pet the dog, and there's a lot of benefits to that. Are we going to be able to explore that a little bit more? We are, and in fact, what's happening right now is the uh, the hunter walking out of the common room thing. after combat, and so kind of feels like, again, mm, feels this like is really a social uh, experience where after combat, all these heroes are hanging yeah. out, and you can weird. choose from different it's heroes like, after I mean, combat. Um, <laughs> it to hang does count. The house is just moving. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of the game. Same point. You have fun combat. You come back. You have a very very important choice to make, which. 
is a whole other part of the Marvel. We don't know how to make right? the character traverse the environment. Just heroes, make the environment the two do you want to hang out with? Nico Morono <laughs> or Iron Man, right? Yeah, and there's a just lot of the benefit to this, right? There's not just a narrative benefit as they commiserate over their terrible parents. Um, I hope my dad's not watching because um, I can commiserate <laughs> with them as well. Um, but yeah, then then in addition to hanging out with heroes, you obviously get to uh, have a deeper experience talking to uh, different characters around the Abbey. And we're kind of alluding here, like your dialogue choices can, can affect the hundred balance. Mm. I mean, it's it's an RPG. There's branching dialogue choices here. Right. You I will say, I hope choices balance. matter. Hopefully the it's not just like, of how you, want to craft you could your talk to Wolverine if you want. Incredibly compelling. Yeah, comment on um, and Wolverine, you'll be able to do that oh <laughs> what are we doing here caroline you love the dog i do you walk your dog i i mean it looks like it okay where are we going so uh, you know this is just one of the many i know it's alpha footage but that dog's animation is awful this slid through the stairs and, and you should and then like and this is a lot of really it gets to a destination and then it just like freezes come out here mm. explore the grounds just uncover a lot more narrative, yep. a lot more gameplay. Um, and, and so, Chris just yeah, hates I, know, I got a couple, wanted this to feel like I got a couple dogs face. here now. I could lend you to see how untrue that statement is. <laughs> you mean they don't slide through stairs? They don't slide through stairs, and they sure as hell don't stand still. A series of menus in between missions, or a base that doesn't have a lot of content and substance to it. And the grounds really act as that since they're overloaded with secrets and mysteries. And deep, deep lore to learn more, even in other corners of Marvel that you may be surprised about mm -hmm. the background of the hunter and caretaker and other characters. Right. And there is so, so much more that we would love, we would love to show Let's you. Keep and, going. Can we keep going? And we will. There's so much more to show you. And, and, and we will. Very soon. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. We have a little bit of gameplay, a little bit of Abby, a lot of combat that's coming up as well. Um, what's What's coming up, guys, in October, coming months? A lot. A lot. Um, so we want to dive deep on some of the characters, like start to show more about these characters, and then show more gameplay. Just, you just hinted at it. So those are your steps or play I'm doing when it comes to advertising the game. So awesome. I'm going to call it. I'm going to mute this and put it on loop and ask you guys, what do we think about the stuff we saw? And are you more interested, less interested? Anything stand out to you? Anything not? Uh, anything look bad like dogs clipping through stairs or characters letting the world slide around them? Um, I mean, realistically, uh, the the thing I guess I want to put out there is with the, the weird like movement and stuff like that, um, those things don't actually really matter all that much to me. It's not a game breaker for yeah. me at all. Uh, it's just more of a humorous observation. Uh, as far as like the gameplay goes, it did um, have good animations in combat. The environmental stuff was cool. The fact that when they kicked the dumpster, there was debris all over the ground was pretty neat. Uh, there's a lot of detail there. Uh, still kind of the same boat as far as like interest in playing it. But uh, I do, you know, I'm, I'm open to the idea that this game comes out and everyone just raves about it. And maybe I'll be incentivized to actually try it. And maybe I'll like it. So. Yeah, Chris. I the combat seems basic and they keep touting how they're a tactical team they're a tactical game building team and it doesn't feel super tactical outside of the fact of pushing enemies into obstacles or obstacles into enemies uh, and that's about as tactical as it felt 
And while it's cool, like, like you can, you know, kick the dumpster and the debris flies out, I appreciate that aspect. It seemed like everything you touched exploded into particles everywhere. And it felt a little bit too much. Like, in my, from my experience reading com- the comic books, like, yeah, every now and then, you know, thwack it, they thwack each other across, you know, the street and shit flies around, but it doesn't happen nonstop. Um, so it seems a little bit much. And then just, I don't know, it just feels lower quality than what I was expecting from a Marvel game, to be honest. Hmm. One thing uh, I, I would, I guess, offer in the sense of, like, the simplicity of the combat. Uh, and it's only what we've seen so far. So there could be way more to it. Um, it is, it's a Disney property. It's a Marvel property for access as a uh, pedigree and making games like this, but I'm sure somewhere in that agreement of them getting to make this game, it had to be accessible. Um, Cause I'm sure they don't want a Marvel fan from the movies or the comics who doesn't play strategy games to look at this game and go, well, I'm not going to play that. It looks too complicated. It looks like Civ. Or fucking, you know, some kind of, you know, total war game or something like that. So they probably made a system that uh, that offers some randomness to it. You only have so many choices with your cards. And then, you know, the combat is like, who do you want to attack? This guy? And then you get a cool visceral animation and, and you know, shit exploding and stuff like that. It's something that, that gives you instant feedback. I, I kind of, looking at it, I'm sure there is going to be complexity to it for somebody who's really fucking into it. Really into strategy. But I do feel like this is going to feel like a much more casual experience than like XCOM 2 um, or, you know, Wasteland or something like that. Um, it does look like it's it's just going to be like kind of a fun Marvel experience in a uh, turn uh, based, you know, style RPG. I so most things feel more casual than XCOM 2. Yeah. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> but they made that. And so they're yeah. making this. And, you know, when Chris is like, oh, it looks kind of simple or whatever. I mean, I kind of agree. Like. I, I said that early on, but then I started looking at other things. I'm like, ah, eh, it's starting to kind of make sense, starting to click a little bit here. But at the same time, I do think it is, I don't think you're going to get the same kind of deep tactical experience of like suppression fire and stuff like that um, in this game because I think it is being made for, of course, because Frax is making it for people who are in strategy games, but I think it's also being made for somebody who just wants to see Marvel characters they know and love kick other things asses and send them through fucking dumpsters and shit. So it's also got to function with a team of three at all times versus yeah. a lot of tactical games you build essentially a small army yeah so yeah for sure um yeah anything else chris yeah. i the only thing i liked was really really appreciated was them staying somewhat true to the character designs as far as outfits from the comic books like it's not 100 percent there but there's definitely homages to that and they're not you know trying to go for extreme realism which i appreciate yeah it definitely is more comic book centric than movies or realistic looking i remember one's you know cartoony looking and you know Sabretooth's eyes are pure white and all that shit so they're you know he's huge his proportions are very like you know (laughs) big and werewolf looking and shit so the comic book feel is definitely the strong strongest point yeah i think so yeah if it was based off the movies it would be pretty hard for me to have too much interest in this just because you know it's that's that doesn't really do much for me um yeah slowly it's kind of grown on me i mean i'm still sold by the idea of fraxis making it i like i like everything they've made pretty much um 
The subject matter still doesn't do much for me. The combat at first when I saw it, like I, I was kind of picking apart. I was like, it doesn't seem like it has much tactics going on. It seems like it's kind of a brawl and an environmental thing. Like it didn't have the same kind of environmental tactics you could do. But then as I saw more, it does still feel like it, it's kind of like a brawl RPG. Almost like, you know, my team's over here, your team's over there. Fucking start hitting them, do your moves, shit like that. But then the moves where you're like actually moving into position and aiming environmental things to send a, a dumpster into three people and actually seeing where the trajectory is going to lead them to kind of chain things up, I think adds some creativity to the combat that I, that is what I wanted to see. So I liked seeing that. Uh, that was pretty fun looking uh, as a gameplay element. And visually, I thought it looked good. I thought the dumpster ripping up the ground and sending fucking paper and, and shit all over the place was cool looking. Um, it does seem like almost every other move is throwing somebody into shit, which is kind of interesting. I feel like that should maybe be toned down a bit. Like, I don't think every time you get hit or they get hit, they should go flying into trucks and shit. But uh, that way, when it does happen, you're like, holy fuck, that was crazy. But when it's like every move, it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I think the environmental stuff's kind of cool, actually. Um, it does seem kind of like, you know, after a while, you're going to know, like, well, the dumpster do that, does this. Those, those fucking cylinders in the back do that. And the... The, the you know you're gonna get used to everything you see but with different environments hopefully they have different uh things to use so that'll be cool um card system still not like sold on like i was you know watching the gameplay i'm like why wouldn't you just have your abilities to use but it gives you that random element so and i'm sure deck building which will be fun for people um but yeah it doesn't do much for me but maybe it's awesome and uh yeah, I, I think it's it's good and clean looking. It's a tactical game, so the graphics are going to be crazy high. Uh, it's not Baldur's Gate 3. Um, but uh, animations are good in combat. Outside of combat, not so much. Um, and I can appreciate what they're trying to do with like the Fire Emblem style like social stuff. I think it's cool. Hopefully it has big ramifications. or uh, um, Hopefully there's, there's big effects to the way you... Uh, talk with characters and how that affects your character or at least things in the story that would be worth it to me just talking to the characters without any kind of benefit uh if i was a big fan of the the material i'd be in heaven not so that won't be a big thing for me unless i get something for it you, you gotta fucking you gotta give me something uh, otherwise you're wasting my time um yeah overall I, I i came out of this positive i'm not like super blown away by it but it looks fun it looks like a fun game Looks a little simple. Um, could be wrong, but uh, I'll keep my eye on it. And hopefully when it comes out, it gets good reviews. Because uh, this isn't like a, in my brain, this isn't a day one buy for me yet. But this is a strong curiosity that I hope turns into something I'm really excited for. Plus, this is alpha gameplay, so hopefully it improves quite a bit. But I have a stinking suspicion this is probably what the game's going to look like. So, Anything else? Anything else, Chris? All right, no, let us know no. in the comments. What do you think about the two videos we watched? Marvel, Marvel's Midnight Suns. What do you think about the gameplay we watched? The Hunter and Wolverine versus Sabretooth gameplay. Uh, anything about you really like? Anything you don't like? Anything you're kind of curious about? Anything you're a little apprehensive about? Um, anything about the combat, like uh, the environmental stuff you kind of dug? Or are you not into it? Are you a fan of XCOM? Uh, are you coming into this game from there or have you not really played games like that and you're interested let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to marvel's midnight suns i'm not gonna remember that name i don't know why 
It's that time again where we go over episodes we've done in the past and we read your comments. If you want your comment read, type in hashtag AskTLG and it'll be read. Otherwise, I pick at random. So, yeah. Uh, we had a couple episodes out, but there was two that got some pretty good comments. So I wanted to prioritize those. So if your comment doesn't get read, hashtag AskTLG. Uh, so we reviewed Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for Neighborville, Tennis World Tour 2, and Hunters Arena Legends on Plus Club uh, for August. So make sure to go check that out. Uh, really good conversation over on Reddit. And if you subscribe from there, welcome to the channel. Uh, we got a couple comments on that, though. Uh, first one is from Psycho Scream saying, I really liked Plants vs. Zombies. Played a PvP match, in quotes, in the hub, and it was really fun. Hey, we did that, too. Uh, didn't play any co-op in it. That's a shame. We should try and play that sometime. Because um, the co-op is a lot of fun. Way more fun than it should be. And uh, yeah, I mean, we did the we did the hub PvP as well for like an hour or two. So um, it's easy just to kind of wander down there and go, oh, I've been shooting people for hours. Because I got bloodlust because they wronged me and I can't let that go. That's where my brain was at at least. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I'm glad you like that. And one thing I want to shout out too is on Reddit, multiple people, as as the the thread had existed for a couple days, came back and they told me that they had no interest in any of the games for PlayStation Plus this month. But all the positivity, including mine, what I said about it, but other people saying they liked the game, they tried Plants vs Zombies and they all liked it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was I heard that. Nice. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, yeah. I, even if they didn't like it. I thought it was cool that they read that and they're like, I want to check it out now. For sure. So, because yeah. we even kind of mentioned that, like, you know, for some of us, it's not really a game that we would normally play. I, I had, like, no eye on it at all. So, yeah. So, I thought that was really neat. Um, anything you guys want to throw in there when it comes to Psycho liking Plants vs. Zombies and PvP matches in the hub? I mean, no co op? I mean, besides the fact that we played co op, I mean, I agree the, the combat in the game feels good. Uh, the uh, classes are are unique and they feel they feel really good too. And there's enough difference that you can actually have like favorites and and, and non favorites. They don't all feel like cookie cutters of each other, mm-hmm. even though there are similarities, which is nice. But also, you know, as we found out with like the satellite zombie versus the um, tree trunk acorn yeah. uh, person, they have some thematic similarities, but they also have very different move sets. Yeah. So. Very cool. Yeah, I've talked to a couple people who kind of talk, kept talking about like the like their mirror version on. And I'm like, there some of them are kind of mirrored, but some of them are very different. Like they, there's some real diversity in in characters. Well, even with the healer, right? So like the the sunflower has a it's like a lock on heal mm-hmm. that you just cast on a person versus the zombie doctor or whatever is a uh, tonal spray. So you're not yeah. locking on. You have to like shotgun it at people. Yeah. So it's it is different. different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I appreciate that. Yeah, for so. sure. But yeah, it's fun. Um, it I have it installed still in case we can get a night together. Obviously, like you know, that comes down to multiple people's schedules at that point and interest at that point in time. But we should definitely do it. I'm on vacation, bro. Bruh. Let's let's do it. Chris, anything? Uh, I agree with what you said. I just say if if you want to play some PVE, you know, let me know. Uh, when I got some free time, I'll hop on there with you. No problem. Ooh, update! I actually played the actual PVP. It's a lot of fun. 
Uh, you play it, and every map has like a different scenario. One, it's like uh, one team's defending as the other two team is uh, sending in two of their like um, big boss guys, and they're just kind of wandering at the side, and the other team's trying to stop them. Okay. And then another one was Overwatch. You had to escort a thing through a map. And then another another one was Battlefield, and there was there was a couple different ones. Is is it had a cool variety. Um, and then there is a like battlefield mode where it has like a huge map that you're literally fighting for neighborville, which I thought was kind of cool, but a little overwhelming. But um, was glad to see uh the PvP was a lot of fun because I guess that's like the point of the game is the PvP, and we play the PvP, and I'm like, this is the game. And I, <laughs> I play mean, the PvP. Put enough of it there, so it's just kind of cool because like um, in the PvP, the plant side can plant plants on the map in random places. Any uh um the flower pots yeah the flower pots you can you can plant uh you know towers there but then the zombie side you can summon zombies out of the ground as mobs oh interesting and so that one character i unlocked that first was alluding to it he's like reading it he thought it sounded like you know you use the swarm as a thing he was right is more for pvp than pve uh in pvp those guys are all over the place you can bring out a bunch of zombies and you use them as that character so that character is way more of like a pvp character than pv character um, yeah so it's kind of cool um and people play like fucking people are into that game in the pvp they're fucking playing to win dude <laughs> i uh, i would like to play with some people i can coordinate with because a lot of people are just kind of wandering different directions going like this is this is a fun plant game right and they just get shot in the head and drop I'm like holy shit this is real war and i was like fucking, i was like i gotta i gotta flank these guys they're just murdering us um anyway anything else chris no. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for the comment, Psycho. And then we got uh, Pandora's Tomorrow saying, I love this idea of a book club for games. Me and some coworkers tried this at my job for a while, but were unsuccessful. The format and video capture of the games you guys played really brings this whole presentation together. Thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, out of all the shows that I've made for this channel, this is the one that I've always like really kind of believed in. So I'm, I'm always really happy that people enjoy it. And it's cool to hear that you and your your coworkers were like trying to have kind of a gaming book club at, at work or whatever wherever you're doing it. Um, I can I can see it being unsuccessful because it's hard to coordinate uh, people to do stuff in a lot of ways. Luckily, I have two people who. Uh, We'll suffer through this at least once a week. So um, <laughs> it's been easy to coordinate in that way. A lot of people wouldn't do that. So um, it's, uh, you got to find the right people. But uh, but yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm glad you enjoy it. And uh, hopefully you enjoy the next Plus Clubs and the other stuff we put out. Um, I'm glad you like the, the, the video capture because I've been over time struggling with how I wanted to do that. And I think I got to a point where I really like the way way we do it so thank you for the comment pandora's tomorrow and then the last comment we got uh unless you guys have anything to add to that i feel like i, I mean, kind of no, spoke it, for you guys i mean he said it thank you like it is uh yeah. i have zero creative you know involvement and i just show up and, and film but uh uh you know it is still you guys bring the conversation yeah something we we do chris brings the good luck week after week well in this case month after month and um you know we wouldn't do it if we weren't enjoying it so oh dude if i was bored this would this would have ended a while ago yeah like, it, was, it was fun for a second but i got better shit i can be doing yeah okay and then um next comment is touch of madness saying 
Planets of Zombies is basically just reskinned Battleborn. Uh, I continued this going, I played Battleborn only when it came out, and I don't remember PvE questing. Did they add that later? He says, they had solo group PvE questing, but no one really ever gave it a shot. Everyone just jumped on the PvP as it released. Plus the fact that Battleborn is what Gearbox used the aliens' money to make it didn't sit well with some. Do you guys remember Battleborn? <laughs> and do you remember PvE in it? Um, I have a copy sitting in my room somewhere. You should um, boot that fucker up, dude. I don't think the servers exist. Anymore. Throw in the CD-ROM. Um, <laughs> I I don't recall that either, and I did give the game a pretty honest shot. I felt so. Um, I thought it had like a bot mode or something. I don't remember like a PVE, especially like Plants vs Zombies. Probably. I don't know either, and and then this it could just be a memory fault, obviously. Yeah. But um, I remember it being pretty. Pretty much a, a hero shooter that leaned really heavy into MOBA style ideas. Yeah. So. Yeah, because people always said it was Overwatch because they're coming out around the same time. Like Battleborn's pretty different. It's just it's a very hero. MOBA feeling. Yeah. It, it like gameplay wise, it didn't feel like Overwatch, yeah. but it just had heroes, and everybody acts like Overwatch created that. It popularized it. Um, oh, man, Blizzard creates everything. But I mean, Team Fortress Two has been around forever. I don't know. And, and for you motherfuckers out there thinking that goddamn Call of Duty didn't do it first, Black Ops 3 came out six months before Overwatch, so I had that argument already. And that's a hero <laughs> shoot. did this. I've done, I've done did this. Chris, uh, did you play Battleborn, and do you remember PvE? I did play a little bit of Battleborn. I don't know how I played it, because I don't own a copy of it. probably played it through Chevy. Bro, they sold that shit um, for like 10 cents at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe someone gave it to you. <laughs> possible, possible. But uh, it felt like a hero shooter to me with, like you said, mobile aspects to it. Um, so, I mean, hero shooters are going to feel somewhat similar in the fact that you have characters that are all have unique abilities to their heroes. So, yeah. but I don't, I don't recall a PVE mode. I recall playing, trying to play a game uh, on a dead server. Just kind of by oh, myself, yeah. running around a map. Yeah, that was the mobile map. Fast after a month, it was over. Yeah, the game should have been free to play, but they made a premium game, so it's kind of hard to swallow that that pill. Um, it's gonna yeah. be really bad when I like Google Battleborn PVE, and he's a hundred percent correct, and just had like a whole mode, and all of us are just like, but I don't remember that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying they're wrong. It might be like this, I just don't remember. the taste of that game. We fucking were just like, whew, I didn't get that out. I don't remember that I ever again. For a few, I'd say a couple weeks. I, I yeah, definitely yeah. gave it a shot. It had cool characters. I just didn't like the so. gameplay. But I had, to, I had to accept it after a while that I didn't enjoy playing Overwatch anymore just because I, there was nothing I was getting that I was excited about. Gameplay was tight. Yeah, that game but, lasted about two days for me. <laughs> Yeah, but, really good, but but then yeah, there was there was nothing to work. Back with. then, I thought I was like kind of like crazy with Battle Battleborn because I was like, oh, it's, you know, I kind of enjoy playing it, but I don't really want to play this. And I was like, oh, I'll just play Overwatch, and then I I didn't play Overwatch either, so I'm like, yeah, these games just aren't meant for me. So. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, no. All right. Well, thank you, everybody who commented on that episode. Moving on to the next one, we reviewed Cyberpunk 2077. It's a long episode. We talked about it for almost two hours. So go check that out if you want to know our in-depth thoughts on it. And if you'd like to see us do a spoiler talk, 
let me know. Uh, I still think I, I want to do it at some point. I would just like to see if somebody else will beat the game to get more people in that conversation. Um, and yeah, we got some comments to read, so I'm going to read those. Uh, first one, first off, we got somebody game of the month voting for Darkwood. So you guys, if you guys want to play Darkwood, vote for it. And if you want, don't want Darkwood, vote against it. GOTM in the game you want. Uh, thank you, Stan Dem, for voting. Uh, let's see, we got... How did I read that? Jerry Augustin, Augustine Augustin, uh, saying about the PS4 issues, it is important to point out that someone in Sony had the had to play test the game and okay the game, which they did for some reason. So Sony either did not do their work or they didn't care, given their track record, quite likely. So they should be blamed for these issues as well. I actually thought this was a really fair point, something that I don't see a whole lot of people talking about. It is crazy to think that Sony would have not known the state of the game and um, allowed it to be on their store. So I do think it's a really good point that when everybody's trashing CD Projekt Red for whatever reason, you also have to look, even though when Sony took the game off because they're like, we're not dealing with this shit. They fucking knew. They had to have known. So, and it's too late now. I'm not here to point fingers, but I think it's a very fair point that Sony's uh, complicit in the release, just like fucking Xbox was. I mean, yeah. and people knew that this shit wasn't running well. I think uh, I think this is a pretty simple uh, thing to explain, in, in my eyes at least. Um, as much as I, I love the PlayStation brand and what Sony has been doing um, with their products as a whole company as of the last few years, uh, I do also understand that they're hardcore fans the same way your hardcore Nintendo fans and all that other stuff uh, will defend them regardless of faults. And so when this problem came up, even if you were to present that to them, it would have still been CD Projekt Red because Sony could not be at fault. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, which is unfortunate, but it's the reality of... of uh, hate to use the term but fanboying sure and it it also just points out that whenever i've talked about the situation i always try to emphasize that the situation is a mess yeah it's there's so many different things wrong that it's not like there's a clear thing to point at outside i think of higher ups at the companies that that forced this decision but bad decision sony's another layer of the problem sony allowed this and so did microsoft so um yeah the whole thing was a fucking mess it was a sloppy release on a game that was gonna make a lot of money yeah it is strange because console games do have to go through the certification process so, yeah they they're, they didn't just get the game and go okay we'll we'll upload it whatever yeah. like they somebody had to have fucking looked at it's it it's not like steam where steam's like i don't care i get a cut unless the person <laughs> who checked it out might have been on like a playstation 4 pro or a fucking ps5 like it was fun it's got a couple bugs or whatever, and then the PS4 version is all completely fucked. So, yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah, yeah no, we, I read that. I was like, no, that's that's a great point. Like, it's not just mm-hmm. Project Red at fault with this. So, but I still don't want to do all too much because I'm past that. But, yeah, for sure, for sure. Chris, any thoughts? I mean, it, like you said, it's an excellent point to bring up, and and Sony does have this very strict certification process. I mean, if you look at games like like Warframe, the only reason they didn't have crossplay for so long on Warframe is because the they updated, they had so many updates for the PC version constantly coming out, and they had to. Well, Sony wouldn't let them do that without certifying it through this hard, rigorous process. Mm-hmm. 
And then for them just to release cyberpunk like this, like it was at that that, that state it was in, it, it all it does to me is scream that they were banking on making a lot of money off the hype of the game, uh, and not really extremely concerned about how it was at launch. They, they always had to have some concern because they couldn't just make a game that didn't launch or didn't play. But it was it was a supposedly a massive disaster. I can't tell you from personal experience because I did play it on a console when it launched. But it just screams to me like they were trying to make as much money off of it as possible because of the hype. So they kind of pushed out a bad product. And and Sony is just as much to blame as anybody else is. All those pre-orders they had, like, they were probably like, get this fucker out there, dude. Sell it. Like, we've made so much money already. Yeah. And then it's just people are like, we want our, we want our money back. Sony's like, fucked. Take it off until they fix it. Yeah. We can't be refunding this game. We don't want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. It, the whole thing was a fucking mess. But yeah, there's other people involved with this. Uh, the people who allowed access uh, through their stores to a game that they most likely knew had issues. So yeah. They had to have known. They, yeah. they couldn't. They're not going to put some like up on their game stores without knowing if it's a, it's a functioning game or not. Especially if you see the, the, the footage from the PS4 version, base console version there's no way they didn't run into something. The whole thing was something yeah. like yeah. Uh, whole parts of the city weren't even loading in and shit. Like it, it was, it was pretty bad. So anyway, uh, anything else, Chris? No, no, just excellent point to bring up. Yeah. Great point. Thank you, Jerry Augustin. Uh, we got a comment from Sarah who was on the episode her first uh, time on the show. She said a lot. So check out the episode. She wanted to say more. So we got a comment from her that says, I think that giving players the feeling of making choices in a linear story is not always an illusion and not always done poorly. There's a difference between having three dialogue options and no matter what you choose, the NPC responds with the same exact line of text. That's bad storytelling. Then there's good storytelling where you weave a layered and nuanced story in such a way that the player chooses how to uh, how it unfolds and how much they invest in it. But the story is ultimately the story. No matter which thread you follow, you uncover details and can uh, follow every thread or just a couple, and it still follows the same narrative. It's how you invest someone in the story you're telling. I think CD Projekt Red did a great job of balancing a cinematic story-driven game and an open world in a city with its own story. And if it's leaned more one way or the other, you would lose out on one of those things. Sure, Night City isn't a sandbox, but it's one... Uh, of the carefully crafted characters in this game. I think this is in reply to someone else's comment. But what would you guys think? How do you think of... Uh, I mean, anything she said, you want to respond to directly, but also how do you think of uh, how they did storytelling in uh, in the game so far? I know none of you have beaten it, right? You didn't beat it, Chris? Not yet. Not yet. I'm close. Um, how do you think the, that they do it? Is there real choices or is it an illusion? Do you like the choices? Do you think it weaves into the story well? What do you mean by real choices, though? Because, like, how many games do you play where the ending of the game isn't the end of the game? Like, so. I, I think she's talking about in the sense of, like, when you are talking with people and making your decisions in the dialogue and the choices and what you do in the game, that there is going to be different outcomes and not the same outcome at the end, but dialogue choices. Because there's a lot of games out there that, like... There's a dialogue, and every once in a while it's like, do you want to say this or this? And they'll reply to that part, but then it just carries on no matter what the same. 
Oh, yeah. Sure. A, lot of, a lot of games. 14 does. A lot of games do that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some games will actually, like a game like Mass Effect or something, will actually allow you to get to a point where you're punching the reporter in the face or you're not. Right. So, I mean, I, I think that Cyberpunk does it pretty much on par with what I would expect from Mass Effect, yeah. um, which is like certain things you say will give you a a either non-existent a positive or a negative reaction out of the character which might affect their micro story in the grand picture of the the thing mm-hmm. um and they may end up you know just all of a sudden you're done talking to them at that point or maybe they carry on to the end of the game but um so i, I do think that's there um so i, I mean yeah, i agree with that that aspect I, I do think um as far as like what that does add i i do think that giving people even if it is just dialogue um it is your version of the story at that point because you still have to make an emotional it doesn't have to be heavy emotional but you do make an emotional uh investment in your decision at that point like how how do i want to respond here um regardless of if the outcome is the same the flavor is different for each person so um i mean even even the romances in the game i believe you can you can avoid them yeah because in a lot of the situations where it seemed like I could get romantic with somebody, there's other dialogue options that had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it's something like that I mean it 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 just it adds depth and yeah. it, and it is uh, good for role playing games I think for sure. So to her whole point though, would you would you you would say that's not illusion choice then? I, I honestly I don't know. Okay. The, the I guess the phrasing doesn't really click in my brain. Gotcha. Chris, any thoughts? But when you're playing games like this that have a storyline they're trying to convey, the illusion of choice is always going to be there because it's more engaging for you as a player to get involved in the story by giving you the choices to make you seem like you're making hard decisions when the ending, however the winding path you get there or not, varies is going to be the same because they want that story to be told that way. They're trying to convey that message to you. Um, it's, it's, it's not a, you know, choose your own adventure storybook. It's, it's, this is the story they have laid out and they want you to experience that. Now, like I said, you can wind your way through that, that story in various different means by going through different, you know, dialogue options and choosing whether or not to help certain people out, not to help certain random people out and whatnot. But at the end of the day, that path, regardless of how windy it is or how straight you take it, is going to lead to the same conclusion. That doesn't make it a bad game, and that doesn't make the choice, the illusion of choice, any less important, because you're making the choice to either go through those side paths and experience a deeper, wider, maybe more, you know, wacky side of the game, or to stick to the story that they're trying to tell. I don't think it's a bad... I think it's done very well. In, in cyberpunk there are games where you know like you said you can choose like one of two options and it's always the same outcome and it doesn't feel like you've made any difference but i didn't experience that at all playing this game i felt like every choice regardless of how big or small i've made in dialogue options had you know enlightened me deeper into the story of how i wanted to experience it in cyberpunk yeah and cyberpunk has multiple endings too different endings that you can get based off decisions and uh, in my opinion investment in the game i think is a bigger part of the 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 endings of the game but uh there are some choices that are involved in getting those endings so in that sense i don't think there is an illusion 
um, there because you do you are getting different outcomes based off choices. So there is different paths to take. Um, I don't think it has the most advanced choice system that I've seen in a game, but it does have choice and there is different ways to go about things. And I've already talked multiple times about missions I've done that went very differently for me than other people, which is something I love in games that do have choice, real choice, not just like, oh, did you do the good or bad thing? Did you punch him or did you yeah. just walk away? Um, which is still cool, but like how many times are you going to have the, the same story someone else or just go like, you probably did that, huh? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I know what happens there. Um, so, you know, with Cyberpunk, there is some things that feel like, you know, oh, this is what I did. This is what they did. But then also there's other things. I'm like, of course, everybody just fucking, if they if if they got the romance option with a the character, they did it. Because people are going to be like, oh, I wonder if they fuck. We'll see what happens. Um, so there's the choice, though. But you can still kind of predict where they're going to go with it. But yeah, outside of that, um, I do think Cyberpunk allows... Uh, choice not as much as i would like but it's there for sure so um yeah anything else i don't think so it's it's an interesting uh topic and and something that that definitely exists in games there's definitely different layers of what choice is in games and a lot of games have shallow choice to actually no choice so it's an interesting thing to talk about and i'm glad cd project red could make a game that does have some choices involved in it. Um, and yeah, thank you for the comments, Sarah. And moving to the next comment, we got Unknown Exo saying, personally, I experienced way less problems on PlayStation 4 compared to the PC users. Continued, he says, or they say, all the streamers with their 10K PC showing way more broken bugs than my PlayStation 4. I said, very interesting. I have it on PS4 and thought about trying it on there. Uh, to see the state of it because that's true i've thought about doing that but i also don't know i want to subject myself to that any any thoughts on that it plays better on playstation 4 than pc 10, 10k rigs maybe they got uh 10k rigs that have the same problem as chris when it comes to the wire thing maybe they're getting the same crash and and if they are i feel bad for them sorry um i think there's a lot of weird phrasing here um I can't really make comparisons to PS4 version. I, I didn't play it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I barely even saw footage of it, to be honest. It's fucking... I, well, and I've, I've heard nothing but negative things, but um, I it's difficult for me because the first part says compared to the PC users, which comes off as all PC users, and I'm here to tell you that I had virtually no problems even at launch. I had, had a couple, but not that many. And then uh, all the streamers with their 10K PCs, I want to know what they're spending $10,000 on. That's a fucking, um, that's a pricey-ass PC. So. Yeah, overkill. I mean, your, your experience is your experience. I'm glad you had a good experience with PS4. For sure. So. Yeah. Also, um, if you have like any uh, videos that you could like link in that comment i'd be i don't know if you're still here or not i don't know if you're passing by or what but if you're in this community awesome but if there's uh, any videos uh you want to share definitely let me know because i'd like to see that because um it just seems like it's been widely known that the ps4 version of the game at least at launch was like a mess and on pc it seemed to be the least amount of problems even though they all had problems so for sure 
when I say very interesting, I legit mean that. Like, I, that perspective is an interesting perspective. I'd like to look into it further. I'd also like to try the game on PS4. I kind of want to stream that because, uh, you know, just to kind of experience it and let people see the experience on PS4 as well. Because even though I have a Pro, I wish I had a, a fucking base. Do you have one? Do you have a Pro? Pretty sure I have a base. I don't like, know where it is right like now. Like the original one? Because I want to play it on that. Um, that'd be a lot of fun to, to stream that. But, uh, but yeah, very interesting. Um, I don't have a, a frame of reference on that uh, viewpoint, but you know, it's, I definitely would like to know more about it. Chris, anything you want to add to that? Uh, I, I, I don't have a frame of reference for how it plays on, on PS4, but I, I did just build a, I guess, fairly decent gaming rig. I mean, I spent about three thousand dollars on it so it's it's decent i didn't spend 10k I, I can't imagine what i would spend 10k on a gaming pc for um but a huge I mean, fucking curved around your head monitor you you could dump money into multiple monitors pretty easily but it, you would still need a lot of monitors that's still yeah, the monitor yeah. isn't really affecting the game though yeah a really nice <laughs> mouse and a really nice keyboard and some six speakers I got a gold-plated computer case, okay? That's pretty sick. You can spend a lot on audio. That that would be pretty easy, I think. True. That's true. Oh, audio. But, uh, like I said at the, the top of the episode, like I only experienced one like game-breaking bug, and it was only because of one thing that was, you know, I didn't really use much anyway. So uh, it's going to be different because PCs are so modular that everybody's going to have different issues with different things and different setups. Uh, I'd like to see. I, I'd be interested to see the footage you have as well. I mean, I'll try to record some footage from my, you know, new rig and, and throw it up to you guys to see what you think of it if you'd like too. Yeah, the the tricky part with with your perspective too is you've only played one point three, so right. Yeah, you don't know you don't know where it's come from. Like yeah. those bugs are nothing don't. compared to where some of that shit was. At. I remember when the game first came out. I was in an early act one mission and I got sucked into a wall and I couldn't get out of it. And I was like, okay. And like Cody was saying, like he was driving a car and the cars were fucking flying. And everyone was like, he'd be run through the city and cars would be just flying, like not flying, but like getting hurled in the air and landing and hitting shit. Like, unfortunately I didn't experience anything like that yeah. ever. And he's like, <laughs> he's just like, it's funny, dude. I'm like, yeah, it shouldn't be happening though, man. Like, that shouldn't be a fucking thing. Yeah, the worst one I ever ran into is someone just literally wouldn't talk to me, so I couldn't turn my quest in. Yeah, and this time around, 1.3, biggest problem I had was Takamura wouldn't call me. In 24 hours, I reload the game and called me. So, yeah, it was it, it was an easy fix, luckily. Um, would have been devastating if fucking it just broke the game. But like, well, I'm done, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, relatively low bugs on my end, too, with 1.3, for sure. And even when I originally played it, I was like getting sucked in a wall. Um, and kids running through walls. That was creepy. I would just be running down the hall and these kids just be running and they would just like, I was chasing them to see where they're going. I was like, Oh, this is crazy. Like, where are these, where do these kids go? And the kids just like ran down the hall and went through the wall and disappeared. And I was like, were those ghosts? That's, that's fucking spooky. <laughs> um, they went to the phantom zone. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. anything else, Chris? Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Uh, definitely would like to see that footage, though, for sure. Or if, or if you have any streamers or whatever you'd like to uh, let us know, I'd be curious. Uh, thank you for the comment, though. Unknown XO. 
then we also got another vote for Game of the Month, Hunt Showdown from Nick Raintree. My my fucking my boy is goddamn voting Hunt Showdown. Hope you win. Uh hope anyone wins. Everyone should vote. Um, but that's a good one. That's a good vote. Thank you for that vote. And then we got the final comment, which is a big one. Um, this is not a comment. This is a book. <laughs> we got a book from Simon, Writer's Block Randall. Maybe we should do it in segments. We'll see. Where was the Writer's Block? Yeah. <laughs> There's no Writer's You're Block here. You're lying to us. No Writer's Block here. <laughs> uh, starting off, it says, I used to like... I used to like bash Doug Cockle's voice acting for Geralt of Rivia because he was this mixed bag of fucking nailed that line and is he asleep? I was crying him. Uh, I was crying him back listening to whoever voiced male V. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, I'll just respond to that part. Exactly. Uh, it's funny. Cause for, like Geralt, I remember playing those games and I was like, half the time I was like, this guy sounds just kind of like monotone and it kind of goes with the character, but then sometimes he sounds good. So I completely agree, but I also agree about the V thing. Uh, and then yes, think or thank you, Seth male V. Oh my God. I can't talk. Male V flirting includes, uh, but isn't limited to creepy, desperate, and just thirsty. I was talking to Pan Am in that scene where you're like having drinks in a pub. And some of his lines were like, if I was a woman receiving that, I'd stand up and walk away in a haste. That motherfucker's going to kidnap me. <laughs> it's worse than Mass Effect. Shepard used to creep me out with that, come on, Miranda, you want this kind of shit. But cringeworthy as it was, it sounded like something Shepard would say. Always trying to be in control, even t- even toned, uh, whatever. It's creepy, but it's Shepardly. Male V just sounds like an aspiring sex offender. <laughs> I like female V though. Shirami uh, Lee did a great job. I guess chicks aren't that prone to sound creepy, anyways. Just came up more naturally female. Bit of an edge here and there, but I liked it. So on that point, thoughts? I mean, I didn't play male V, so I have no idea. I also, um, I did think Shepard was odd, but I also think it was kind of a product of its time as well. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, he he always seemed kind of fucking robotic to me and creepy. Yeah, um, and the romance was just so fucking cringy. But the uh, yeah, the the romance was was um, uh, not very natural feeling for sure, so. but revolutionary for its time for sure for sure. Um, and then yeah, I play I play as female V, and so far I've enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I've heard I've heard decent things about female V. Uh, I've heard a couple a couple criticisms, but uh, male V. I've, I've I haven't heard anyone uh, defend male V. So yeah, Chris, anything to add to that part? I made I made male V, and he definitely comes off as like a frat bro at times, and it's very just kind of like Ugh, he's so you just inconsistent. Say that for? Like sometimes he still sounds like this gritty I've been through it guy, and then he kind of has like this weird New York thing going on, but he's mm-hmm. not. And then like sometimes he'll have like a serious line that I'm like okay, but then like the next line is like totally different. He's like yelling. He's like yeah, fuck yeah, and like I'm like whoever like was the director of voice acting was just like yeah, fuck it, throw that in there. Yeah. 
when I was talking about my experiences and like there's that one moment where I felt like the game was like talking to me and like made this weird deep connection with me his tone was just very much like kind of soft-spoken and like kind of vulnerable and then as soon as that scene ended he was back to being just like this frat bro just like out of nowhere it's yeah. like a complete shift of of tone and voice it was very jarring yeah without without going into it at all but uh during the end of the game there's a lot of dialogue in my ending and i liked all of it i was like this is cool man i like this 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 works really well but then there's other parts where like he's sitting in a car and he's just like yeah we gotta go fuck him up eh?" and then he's like yeah he starts screaming and shit and he's like and then he goes and then and then he goes back to this like hey just like kind of like that like i'm like fuck why is this guy nuts like he's fucking insane um yeah i it's it's my like my biggest complaint about that game including any bug i've ever ran into is that the dude playing male v probably could have done a good job because he does sometimes but then other times it's like really fucking bad you're like what the hell's going on it's weird so yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad you played Mill V because last when we talked about this before, they had both played female V. So I'm just like, I'm fucking alone here, dude. Like I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> um, all right. Continuing on, uh, this this book we've gotten from Simon. Far as the world, I just wish they put less into visual design and more into player agency. Really, Night City is eye candy galore and has truckloads of world building items, but it's and, or it's built well but it's a backdrop looks great as you roll by but you don't want to look too deep at what you can do and what you can interact with and uh ai schedules and whatnot because in that department it's super primitive i i agree about the ai schedules they didn't put the same kind of work as they put into um witcher 3 uh, i think this game would have been far better off not being open world interesting the open world is not utilized enough you can't enter most buildings unless a quest guides you it's really uninteractive and there's no autonomy they were focusing first and foremost on screenshot material and environmental storytelling that's great and all but not the main focus of open worlds that's supposed to be secondary if they made this a linear game they could have put time and resources into more meaningful content than a good looking city and function or that functions like a loading screen with npcs as particle effects could have implemented more narrative non-linearity major choices matter less fetch quests that somehow aren't considered fetch quests because you can find logs or get phone calls or dialogue that dump exposition on you uh like just overall a smaller game with more focus you know uh but i don't think giving players the illusion that they're making choices is a cool thing i think it's insulting it's all right in something like Uncharted 4, where it's obviously a linear story game marketed as a linear story game. So you have these dialogue choices that add flavor, a bit of self-insert. Uh, in an RPG, though, that shouldn't be the vast majority of choices when you're marketing it, saying it's going to be extremely difficult for two players to have the similar experience because choices. That and there's one thing I thought they'd figure out by Cyberpunk, but didn't and hope they will in the next game, but probably won't. The level scaling on all accounts is asinine. A way too large portion of the game difficulty relies on simple PC and NPC levels and not mechanical depth, and loot is scaled by a monkey. 
finding the same exact weapon over and over and over again with minute differences gameplay drive one-on-one includes motivating loot you can't have that kind of loot system in a game like this it just doesn't work that being said i'm not shitting on the game whenever i talk about it it sounds like i am sometimes i kind of do but i mean it's a good game not great in my opinion but it's like good now that it functions mostly anyways um any thoughts on this and first off I really appreciate the way that you put criticism. This whole thing is like criticism, but it's constructive criticism. It's it's fair criticism, and I really appreciate that that's the route you went. Because it's so easy to go like, I saw a bug in a game, it sucked. Um, but you you're 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 critiquing the problems you saw, and you're actually inserting ways that they could have made it better um, in your eyes. I think you're. Um, your uh, opinion on making it a more linear and shorter game to make it more of a uh, more precise experience, I think is a fair point to make. I think, you know, uh, in that experiment, you could have got something um, more focused when it comes to the story. And in your opinion, the world that's not necessarily worth exploring as much would benefit. You would have pretty much got Deus Ex with a way better story. Well, Day Sex is a cool story. It's not told well. But um, so, yeah, that's a really interesting prospect. I, I think it's um, it's it's very interesting that you propose the game could have been, um, you know, could have possibly achieved something greater if it was developed in a different way. That's that's a that's a pretty cool criticism, in my opinion. Uh, thoughts on everything you said? Uh, well, I, w- I want to start with first off. uh <clears throat> this you know these are obviously like your feelings and criticisms of the game and stuff like that so whatever i'm i i have to say here in a moment is not me saying you're wrong as much as me just also sharing my thoughts and feelings uh, yeah i mean he can't be wrong this is what he thinks sure so. i'm just putting that out right, there for right. watching i'm not trying to this is not an argument this is just me yeah, responding for sure. to this and, and commenting so um this also probably comes from a place of not enjoying open world games. So I'm going to have a hard time relating to certain parts of this. Um, when you say the open world is not utilized enough, that's something I guess I'm not paying attention to at all when I when I played uh, the game. And that's more so going to be a result of me not being super fond of the open world genre in general. Um, I also know that there's a lot of places that you were supposed to access that you just can't because they released the game too early like the subway that they scrap or like all the locked doors everywhere <laughs> um yeah there's locked doors everywhere and those were supposed to have interiors sure and that's that's kind of i think part of um i think a very much attached to the utilization aspect yeah. i do think it was in the plan yeah so um i think that's a big explanation for a lot of things in the game yeah um let's see um i I don't wish they would have, on a personal level, once again, the, the world looking the way it does, I think is very important um, because a huge part of Cyberpunk is just the, the style anyways. Yeah. So um, I actually super appreciate that. My honest wish is the game would have came out two years later. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think we would be having completely different conversations at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see... Uh, narrative non-linearity this is i can't really respond to that because i don't care enough i guess in that regard you also haven't finished the game so yeah, yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> the questing 
part it's hard for me to respond on as well because I don't really I don't really feel um it feels like every other old world game to me you, you yeah you, you're told to go to a place and it usually involves killing or grabbing something well the only so. thing the only thing I think feels different than any other open world game is that it has side quests that don't have combat yeah and some people might not be into that but I think for story uh building I think it's great yeah I, I like that every once in a while I do like a social quest where I I go through and I can decide to do this and that and you know have like this world building experience um but it's not action but it is a quest type that you don't really see in open world games very often so for sure for sure um the overall smaller game with more focus um and i think that was tying into the maybe making a linear game instead of a open world game i mean i think in a, in a world where we weren't presented an open world game that that idea is not a bad one at all to be yeah. honest um I like I, linear games, though. So. I honestly, in a alternate dimension, would like to have seen what that game would have been like. Sure. That could have I, been a cool experience. Yeah. They could have done a lot more with the set pieces, but I think they did a lot with the set pieces in an open world game. So um, it's already kind of impressive. I feel like the choices were illusions. We kind of talked about that already. Um, but I think that also depends on how much depth you're looking for in a game. So that is definitely a very personal feeling. Yeah, it could have been deeper for sure. Yeah. Um, through all this uh the level scaling i i think there's certain types of people who are going to notice that more than others mm -hmm. uh, it's not a non-point for me so it's hard for me to comment on uh, i think the loot's fine it could be better but i don't think it's bad um, i think their crafting system could be a little more fleshed out it's a little um it's pretty straightforward it's pretty it's pretty straightforward but there's also like a lot of steps for not a lot of reward would say so um yeah i wish the crafting was a little more in depth because I, I do feel like you could have a lot of fun with that in a world where like you can mod your body and your guns and your cars and stuff and the crafting systems literally like collect basic uncommon rare and legendary materials and hit button so yeah i was just like running around i had a gun i looked at it and i was like upgrade and then i was like you want to upgrade this yeah well the parts i'm like sure i did it and this upgrade I'm like sick especially for something that has a skill tree so yeah i think that's a miss for sure sure um and i'm yeah, glad and it's there it just could definitely be more interesting for sure because um, it gives you a, a another way of progression yeah but yeah it's 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 basic yeah um and yeah and yeah, and I, I don't, and obviously you thought you had to clarify and uh, with you saying you're not meaning to shit on it and that you think it is a good game. Um, I actually, I mean, when we did the episode and you guys should watch that obviously, but um, I also, I, did, I graded it the lowest because I do think it is a good game. I, it's not a great game for me either though, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fair. Chris, do you have access to his comment do you have anything to reply with it yeah yeah um i i think they could have gone further into the design of the cities uh i, I would really like to see like a really hard hard sci-fi uh kind of like a blaze uh blade runner kind of look to the city just like a real gritty dark but more like neony kind of you know cyber tech looking the city I, this city is a fantastic view but i think they could i think they could have gotten a little further into the details of it 
personally. Um, and, and the fact that you, you know, I, I remember hearing that you were supposed to be able to explore like every single room that you come across and whatnot. And that in itself is a big ordeal to undertake. And I was very skeptical about that to begin with. It's a big city um, with multi-leveled fucking buildings. I mean, like it would have been amazing. But I also feel absolutely. like it would have been cookie cutter fucking apartment buildings with random loot. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been a weird algorithm to make the rooms just kind of randomly yeah. set up to, and it, but that being said, it, it, it would have been nice, but it, it's not there, and it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Um, and we talked about, you know, the the, non, the, the feeling of nonlinear experiences and, and choices not really mattering and things like that, so we covered that already. Um, I, I, I don't want to see this brought down to a smaller focused game, because it is a tabletop... It, it is based off a tabletop game, right? That's mm -hmm. to my understanding. Yeah. So... Uh, and that, that falls into to the same category as the linear experiences, the, the illusion of choice. You're playing these games, and the DM has, a, has a, a a guide of how he wants the story to unfold. And he's going to give you choices, but regardless of what choices you make, he's going to guide you to where he wants to guide you. Um, and I think that transitions to this as well. They're saying true to the subject matter of, of how the game is originally played. Um, so I, I don't really have too much of a problem with it personally. Um and as far as like the open worldness of it goes, I didn't feel like I was being constricted about you know how I played the game outside of like okay, this is the main story here that I can follow, but I don't have to follow it. I can go and do whatever I want to do. Um, it it felt very much like kind of like a a, a more you know flashy version of of uh, GTA to me, which and I enjoyed it immensely. And I didn't play too much of GTA, so. Definitely yeah. not on a technical level, but I see. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, just like the gameplay loop of it felt very much like GTA to me, mm. um, and I don't mind that at all. Uh, and as far as the loot goes, yeah, it, it could be you know there could be a lot more loot to it, but I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of loot you're looking for. Like, I didn't use guns at all in my playthrough. I did straight you know katanas, uh, and those are pretty few and far in between as far as my experience in coming across anything. So. I did find them there was upgrades and you know rare ones and stuff like that it was like this nice like treat of every now and then i got this really good you know weapon so i didn't run into that that problem personally but i understand what you're saying i did notice the trend of certain gangs use certain gun types and that makes sense in, in a setting of like you know gangs are going to have more affiliates with certain gun models because they're going to have more access to that and it's going to be easier like in in the grand scheme of a, of a setting that the universe is built in they're going to have access to that manufacturer's guns and have preferences for that so it just makes sense it made sense to me uh and yeah i just i didn't have too much i i, I can see where you would have the issues and and you're they're valid they're absolutely valid issues but i just didn't experience it too much personally yeah uh, I already addressed some of this, but um, when it comes to like eye candy galore and stuff like that, I I do love the way the city looks. Um, it looks how I imagined it, and from the pen and paper, when you look in the books like that, they they really imagined it. Um, I do get what you're saying though when you're saying like you know, it just being a backdrop. They put all this work into the city, but they didn't put enough work into other things. I mean, that's that's fair. I there's a lot of things that I wish they would have added to the game that possibly could have not been in the game because of the city itself. Um, I do think the whole project was more ambitious than they were not able to do, but, but ready to do. Um, so, you know, 
I think the intricacy of the design of the city and visually how it looks is kind of a, a feat on its own. I look at all these buildings and how they look and stuff. And even though maybe there isn't a whole lot of interactivity with certain buildings, uh, putting that lightly, um, I still admire the design. I think it's, especially as like a fan of, of, of the pen and paper game, but in the genre, it's just such a cool experience. There's not another game out there that, that has done what they've done with cyberpunk um that no one's realized it like they have so in that sense it's something i'm very happy with uh and the visual style whether it's the city or the people walking around all that stuff you got to nail to to sell the illusion of cyberpunk and i think they did it outside of you know repeating npcs sometimes and bugs of some kind I, i think they put the work in it looks great uh, as for what you can do, fetch quests, stuff like that. I think a lot of the the, the quests are kind of samey as most games. I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of games that are doing what these guys are doing uh, in a way that's that's really pushing the genre. It'd be cool if they did it. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of feel that way in a lot of games when I played them. I like, wish there's more things to do. But most games equate to, hey, go kill these guys hey, go get me that thing they got, or hey, go escort this person, or hey, go talk to that guy, or hey, go track, find, look for the thing that's going to lead you to the next thing to click on, and the next thing to click on, and the next thing to click on until you run into a guy you got to fight. So I get where you're coming from, but I think it is something that a lot of games have the same exact problem. So uh, yeah, would have liked more from it, but um, I was happy with it. Like I said, I think the... Uh, story missions where there's like no uh, combat and I remember when this game first came out people would watch people stream and they'd be like this game's boring I'm like I think you should go back to playing Fortnite then maybe um, and that's not supposed to be an insult any game that has more action going on Call of Duty whatever a fighting game Tekken whatever something where you can just get in and do shit and and, and get to it but I do like uh, that they have that that they care so much about the story that they can offer you quests that are for pure immersion and world building. That's awesome. Um, and a lot of them had interactivity, uh, things you didn't have to do or could do, things you could see that maybe somebody else didn't see, items that if you don't have, you're not keeping an eye out for it, you, you're not gonna get it, um, that kind of stuff, which I thought was cool. But I mean, your point still stands. I, you know, they could have done more for sure. Um, let's see. And then, yeah, backdrop, loading screen with NPCs or whatever. I can see that point as well. I don't necessarily agree with it, but um, I could definitely see that. I, I get where you're coming from. Um, I am curious about a, a linear version of this game. Uh, the game is more uh, into its world design, not in the gameplay sense, but just visual style and its storytelling. It's more involved in that than other elements of the game. So I think if they did just like do something linear and really could focus on storytelling. I think they probably would have done a much better job with releasing the game, finishing it, realizing something that, that maybe felt a little more straightforward in in the way that they're telling a story. But I do like that they uh, tried to do what most developers don't even fucking try to do and make a, big open world with a lot of shit to do a lot of things to find and a lot of stories to tell and do that in a way in a cinematic way um cyberpunk's not perfect but it does a lot of set pieces that uh 
games less ambitious uh, don't do. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of lost myself where I'm going with that one. But a linear game would have definitely been the easier route to do that and a more straightforward route to do that for sure. But I'm glad they didn't do it. But I would be curious to see if they did that, how that would have turned out. I think the game lends itself to an open world that, like you said, uh, you know, wasn't necessarily enough for you, but um was acceptable for me. Uh let's see. Next the next game we probably won't. Uh level scaling. Um I would it feels I don't know if I'd say asinine, but it does it does feel off slightly because um I'm at the point where almost every mission I do is very easy um at this point. Luckily I enjoy playing the game. I love exploring the game. But there's n- almost no challenge anymore. So as for level scaling, I don't I don't know much about uh you know how that works outside of that my guy is just too powerful now for most of the characters. Although there are some quests that are like very hard, and they're not that hard, but there is a lot of bullet sponging going on there. Um, and then uh, loot scaling, it seems like the loot just goes up as you level. But when it comes to the variety of weapons, um, I don't mind it too much just because in real life, if you're running around just fighting people, you probably run into a lot of AK-47s, a lot of AR-15s, a lot of M4s, 9mm, M1911s, all the common things, Glocks, um, and they'd all have their own little flares and attachments to whoever owned it before. So you're pretty much getting that same experience here, I guess, except for in this, some of the weapons are rarer than others and have uh different types of attachments and um and upgrades you can put on them so i didn't mind it too much um i did enjoy the loot although clothing loot i had to learn to like um because it is kind of weird that different styles just have different stats and so you start looking kind of crazy but you can upgrade those to make them you know viable so if you just really liked that outfit you can make it work or just not worry about the armor too much or don't worry about the armor which and there's a lot of perks to kind of uh, make that not matter as much. So, yeah, that's that's definitely that's a thing I could see either way. I, I'm OK with it. If someone doesn't like it, I get it. Like I so it's an easy fix if they just added like a glamour system. Yeah, they should absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I I'm glad that uh, that you can be you can criticize the game. Still say it's good. I mean, that's that's important. I yeah. I can criticize any game really. Uh, For sure. There's there's very few games. There's no game I'll call perfect, but well, Deep Rock Galactic, but um, it's a perfect game. But uh, I don't agree. It's it's so good, but uh, I still haven't given it an A. Um, it's a very fun game though. Uh, that's that's one of my forever games. But um, Metal Gear Solid, all those games. But yeah, it, it's it's important to be able to criticize games, and there are some deep problems with the game for sure. And of course, with the launch, you didn't even talk about that, which I appreciated. My whole my whole thing, I was really excited to review this game because I was like, we're gonna fucking talk about the game. We're gonna talk about fucking gameplay, story, all that shit. We're not gonna talk about bugs. We everybody fucking knows there's a problem with that, and we didn't do that. You didn't do that either. So I appreciate uh, your perspective, and I think you have a lot of really good. Uh, points to add in there uh particularly the linear thing i think it's really interesting really interesting point and yeah thank you thank you for the fucking big ass comment thanks for joining the conversation um anything else you guys want to add to that 
Well, he's pretty much covered. Yeah. Pretty good for writer's block. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for joining the conversation. Thank you, everybody who's voting. Make sure to type in GOTM plus the game that you want to vote for. You get one vote per video in all the videos in September and only September. That includes uploaded streams. Just go into the comments, type in GOTM. We will tally them all. And at the end of the month, we'll figure it out. And yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of TastyCast. Episode 148 is always... Thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. Enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on social media and, and streams. Links down below. Uh, our Discord link down below. You talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support the channel. More than liking this video, commenting, sharing this video around, and subscribing. If you're brand new, I want to thank Chevy and Chris for joining me on this wonky-ass fucking technical problems all night filming until almost 5 a.m. when you guys got to work. I appreciate you guys making the effort. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Soon, I'm sure, we got a stream to do for PlayStation. So look forward to that. Till the next episode, I've been Seth. Have a good one, guys, and take it easy.